Well, uh, uh, this is uh, uh, episode 58 of Through the Island, uh, the Jesse uh, Yoensu uh, <laughs> a dish of the pod. Uh, uh, Mike is, uh, uh, of course, you know, not not here yet. He's gonna. He says he's gonna be here for some amount of time. Uh, but of course, like usual, I have to. I have to uh, be the productive one of the pod. And uh, we have a we have a little guest. Uh, we have a little guest here. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself there? Uh, no. Well, but I this will. is this is Pete Judge, our friend Pete Judge. Pete, what do you do? Uh, a lot. I I scout for the Buke Fighting Saints in the USHL. I've been involved in scouting and hockey for like ten years now, working in junior hockey and all that kind of good stuff. So. I think you guys are having me because I know things about the draft and you guys don't. And even, well, I mean, we'll, we'll see about that. I'll, I'll test you later. <laughs> um, so, and, and also despite being a Ranger fan, uh, um, you know, uh, allegedly, core, allegedly, well, it's true in my opinion. Um, and it's my pod. So, uh, yeah, allegedly. You, know, uh, you, you used to work for the Islanders. No. Uh, yes, briefly, sort of, sort of, yes. Well, in, I mean, how uh, in, in was it? I worked in youth hockey within the That's right. Islanders That's right. organization, so I, I was involved with uh, uh, yeah, like youth hockey for the Islanders. Well, and and you've, I mean, what, what's so what's the range that you've you've scouted and worked um, um, in hockey, I guess, as far as like development goes? Well, what do you mean by range exactly? Because like I mean, ages? You, you did, well, yeah, ages, yeah. Because I rem- I remember like when when I lived in Westbury, we would sometimes like you'd you'd be like at the facility there watching. Like, didn't didn't you see Austin Matthews when he was a, a little a little guy when he still had hair? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he wasn't that young. He was probably sixteen the first time I saw him, fifteen or sixteen. Um, I mean, the youngest that I typically would would go to watch is like at fourteen. Uh, the USHL and and I used to work in the OHL. Uh, we would draft players in their 16 year old year. So, uh, you know, you're watching 15, 14 year olds and drafting for that and hoping that hoping that you can get an idea of how good a player is going to be at 19 when they're 15 years old, which is like, obviously there's so many things that happen in those years. So it's complicated. Uh, the, the youngest and actually like, since, you know, I'm, I'm getting way ahead of myself, but there's a player I'm going to mention when we talk draft later, who the first time I saw him play, he was, I think 11. Um, so that's like a special occasion kind of thing. Like every once in a while you hear about a kid at like 10, 11, 12, that's like, you know, kind of head and shoulders above the pack. So that's, uh, it's, I mean, it, it's. Uh, it's always funny, like watching hockey is such a sport of so many things going on at once that when like a kid is good, it's, it, it like it jumps, it jumps out at you uh, at, at at crazy levels. Uh, but oh, yeah, no, at, at at those ages, especially like another, you know, another one I'll throw out like Trevor Zegers was a kid who we kind of had eyes on from the time he was probably 13, 12 or 13. And like just the kind of kid that like as soon as you saw him on the ice, you were like, Oh, he's, he's different. You know, like he's, there's something different about this one. 
Well, as we wait, as we uh, as we wait for for Mike to get on here, I figure uh, we can we can talk a little bit about uh, since we last did the uh, did the pod here. Uh, the Stanley Cup was decided. The Vegas Golden Knights, uh, the long long suffering Vegas Golden Knights, have won the Stanley Cup. I know you were hyped on it. I uh, I, I was fine. I was more bummed just at how how blown out it felt like most of the last three rounds of the of the playoffs were but uh i don't know yeah. I, I yeah i i i mean i get where you're coming from but i thought i don't know it was weird i i liked that it was kind of it felt it felt sort of like a passing of the torch like we really have mostly seen the same four or five teams win the cup for the last 20 years it feels like so i feel like a team like vegas even whatever your feelings are on them as a team, it's still cool that it's, it's someone different, you know, uh, like we had St. Louis a few years ago, but really other than that, it's been the same handful of teams. And I don't know. I, I was happy about it. I, I like Jack Eichel. I was happy to see him win uh, a couple players on that team. I really like, so it was exciting for me. It was a good series too. Like, even though it was, it was four one, it was a, entertaining series every game was pretty good except the last one obviously the last the, the last one i missed like the first 10 minutes and i saw the score and i was like okay i'm not i'm gonna do something else. like i joked <laughs> that i wasn't gonna watch because i especially when when you heard that that kachuk was out it was like all right i know what this is gonna be but it it, it showed itself pretty pretty immediately and i think I, I think i started watching some more uh last dance um which is pretty good <laughs> Uh, <laughs> watching the last dance instead of a Stanley Cup final game that's just that's a lot of people live that's, on TV that's a lot of people yeah that's a lot of people I think on I, there's definitely more people that watch last dance than watch all of the NHL playoffs combined I would I would bet do you think there are more people watching the last dance at the moment of that game well may, maybe I mean it kind of it, it's uh I remember I think it was the uh Pre-lockout, I think it was the Devils Ducks game seven, or it might have been the following year with the Lightning Flames. But one of those that was beaten uh, by Seinfeld reruns um, on <laughs> on Fox Five. Uh, so you know it, that was kind of uh, that was kind of the energy. I felt. I agree with. I agree that I think the changing of the guard. I think the changing of the guard is is good um, in general because uh, I mean it it does make it feel it makes it, it makes it more exciting going in. I guess the 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 um, it just felt like is there such thing as too many upsets? That was one of the things that I was I was thinking after the first because the first round was kind of crazy. Like I think almost almost every series went like six or seven games. So many overtime games. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm in the East. I mean, obviously, Florida making that run is an upset every round, right? Yeah. But, like, I don't think the West was too – I don't think the West was too surprising. Like, going into the playoffs, I had Vegas coming out of the West. I thought it would be Vegas-Boston, but – Yeah. You yeah, know, Vegas like, made sense, yeah, for sure. Like Vegas Dallas was a series that I was like, okay, that probably makes sense as a conference final, you know, going into it. So it probably wasn't my pick. I don't remember, to be honest with you, but probably wasn't my pick. But like, I wouldn't, 
I'm not shocked by it at all. And again, I, I had, I had picked Vegas to come out of the West. So it was, uh, I don't know the East. Interesting, obviously. And, Oh, Oh, look who's showing up. We're talking (laughs) about the Western conference. Oh, and look, look, uh, I see Mike, uh, very interesting, uh, uh, avatar he's got here. Um, Michael Richards from, uh, from, uh, Steinfeld. I'm not sure if uh, I, I I presume this is uh, Mike endorsing um, <laughs> all all words that have ever been said. Uh, so very interesting in, coming in hot here, Mike. Um, but yeah, I'm also presuming that, and he he doesn't have uh, audio yet, so he can't he can't defend himself. Well, okay, so I have audio now. I came in right at he can't defend himself. I was testing my microphone because i'm the only one here who's got a microphone i guess i'm the only one who's taking this seriously i'm managing an injury right now okay well i can't see it also that okay i i mean a real podcast microphone yeah i have um pete i can't see it because you don't have your camera on right now so (laughs) i don't have a camera yeah he he, right before we went on he said he's do he uh he's using the camera the the computer that doesn't have a camera and then he said, I guess I could go get the other one. And I said, don't worry about it. I think that that's pretty funny, especially when I hop off in 30 minutes uh, that you will essentially be talking to. I mean, you know, it's fine. You're, you're still talking to Pete, but seeing it just Pete judge, it's very funny. Um, <laughs> so, it, so do you want to know where we are? You, you, we, we, we're just we've already start, started. Oh, I'll put, yeah, we're, we're, it's, oh. our, it's, it's literally <laughs> recording. Yeah, it's 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 recording. Uh, it was. Uh, I'm. Al- I have allowed you to record local files. This okay, is great. This, gra- this is great. This is great radio. By the this way, this is good the worst episode. <laughs> the worst yeah, episode. I, like I said, well, I said that. I said that when we were talking about it. So, Mike, just so you know, <laughs> we're we're at. Uh, we're, we're just kind of talking generally about the 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 playoffs, the cup, the the way it's kind of a new a new. Uh, Kind of era with with some of the the old guards sure. starting to, to age out. And that's yeah, caps pens. I I know you were so upset about your Avalanche losing, and that's probably why you, you stings a little bit less because they won the cup last year. Um, sham cup, but okay. <laughs> sham. Uh, uh, yeah, it was, a, the, yeah, it was yeah, fake. Right, right. Um, any anywho, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it is it is a little bit of a new. I'm very curious. I mean, speaking about the avalanche quickly, I know this is an Islanders podcast. Oh my, right? oh my you god, haven't even man. talked. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I I think it's interesting thinking about ten seconds. Ten. I, this is more about the Kraken, right? Okay, this is hurry less up, about the up, avalanche, more about the Kraken. Up, well, up. I'm not going to be able to uh, figure out the talk about the Kraken. Talk about the Kraken. No, he's going to talk about the Kraken. I've just I've I've made that choice. I'm very curious to see. Obviously, I'm curious of two things. It's the same kind of same kind of vibe for both. Are the Kraken going to get back in next year? Are they an actual real thing? And are the Penguins going to not make it in next year, especially with all the changes that they're making? Like, I, I obviously think they're going to push hard for let's milk Sid and Malkin. And I refuse, you know, I've, I've decided this new thing. I refuse to call him Gino. He's not my friend. It's not, I don't call, I, I you know, his name is Evgeny Malkin. I'm going to call him by his last name. I respect uh, that. Although I just called, I just called Sidney Crosby Sid, like I'm, like I'm buds with him, but I am friends with him. So Sid, Malkin, 
uh, Latang, I guess, to a lesser extent. But it, I am curious to see like how much they can milk those three, specifically Sid, and um, try and get back in. There's going to be this logjam with with. I I don't know how you feel about I about the Islanders and where they kind of sit in terms of like preseason expectation, like how everyone views where where's where's the playoffs falling? You know, with with the Penguins falling out, are they are they going to stay out? Uh, the Sabers are going to be pushing. The Senators are going to be pushing. I'm curious about the Panthers because just because they made it to the final this year doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to make the playoffs next year because again they you know they fell kind of hard in the regular season. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I am curious about that. I feel like the Capitals. That's it's not a wrap necessarily on the OB era, but it's a wrap for a couple of years. Um, yeah, I and- mean in in general, I I think that the the changing like the fact that that. Parody has been a talking point for the longest time. Um, I love it. I, and and I, I love parody. I, it's been valid. It's been valid in my eyes for a while, but it feels like now, like it, there, there's a lot of questions about, and I'm curious, I'm curious why this may, if, if there, there are reasons other than age that it feels like right now, the parody is such that you have, you have some teams that are like super powered, but not not that many. And I feel yeah. like you don't have that many like god awful teams either. And no, and, I'm I'm and it, I'm curious about the Blue Jackets too. Not, no, 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 we're not we're, we're not talking Johnny regular season hockey. We're not going to pump his tires here. I, I'm not. I I all I'm curious less about him and more about a guy like you know it's 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 definitely a a, a soft. Um, soft isn't the right word. It's a, it's, it's definitely like, you know, it, it, it is a sensitive subject, soft subject, sensitive subject, but, uh, or people have a lot of big opinions about him, but Mike Babcock coaching that team, not saying that team is great, but I know they got a lot of young guys, um, depending on how his viewpoint has kind of changed in his coaching methods. Regardless, I'm curious to see what, um, what he does to a team. I'm curious. Like, I'm not saying one way or the other. I just think that it's kind of insane to think that they're gonna be bad just because. Because that you know he's 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 probably a better coach than who who coached them last year. He's definitely a better coach than that guy. I literally don't know. He's got two is cups. It, is is Brad cups Larson or is my brain creating that name? I I think <laughs> no. What's the Japanese baseball game that they create the fake American names? Um, I think it's from there. No, I think you're right. I think it's Brad Larson. But regardless, like, you know, I, I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. I'm saying that, like, they might be one of those teams that hang around. And and also, you never fucking know, right? You really don't. Well, we could be well, talking. Well, uh, we could be talking coach of the year if if he somehow he gets inserted in there and then all of a sudden they, boy, they their way into the playoffs. NHL just love would love that would love the with, with how Gary Bettman loves to handle press conferences and, and answering questions with the media. I de- he definitely would love to have to explain that one. Is there? Know. Yeah, I think he I think he would actually. Is yeah, it, was there, did something happen? I, I don't know. The whole thing. Anyway. <laughs> I, Speaking of something happening, we got we got to keep it moving because Mike yeah. Mike, Mike Mike is. Uh, I'm I'm managing my minutes. Um, manage minutes here. Uh, sp- okay, I mean, if we want to do the the outline that I have in order here, um, 
You want to talk about the it, submarine before we get to the, the rest sub- of the, the submarine situation? <laughs> the fucking nightmare. Here's, sub- here's what I here's, dark, here's what it's been a dark week having to just kind of think about uh, a submarine implode, uh, thinking about spaces imploding on themselves. I think that the the darkest thoughts for me were there's there's two quick things, and it's very funny that this comes not funny. Nothing about this is funny for me. Well, for me, Pe- people people can find humor in whatever they find. I find it very depressing. That that very so many depressing. people, especially when when we didn't really know, like now the more likely thing is this thing this thing exploded and they were killed instantly, which is like I I almost kind of like breathe a sigh of relief when I read that. You know, oh, what that's I mean? way like, better idea, than the alternative. Oh yeah, yeah, because I've been I've literally been thinking about it for the last like four days. Like it's not one of good. my worst not nightmares. Fun. Not fun. Not fun at all. <laughs> I just uh, with with. With the pinheads, I, we just did submarine night like two weeks ago, which is insane. Where we watched, uh, we watched, um, my God, uh, we watched two submarine movies, uh, uh, and one with Denzel, it's a Tony Scott movie, can't remember the name of it, it's fucking unbelievable, and Hunt for Red October, right? And my immediate thought was, I would rather go to space than go down in the sea in a submarine. And these, and and these ships that the you know because they're both military movies. Those those ships oh, can't go even a fraction of how low that fucking sub went or was supposed to go was supposed to go. And so I, I find it very- a lot, actually, though, I'm, I, I, I used to as a kid, I used to worry about like if I was an astronaut and then like I just kind of kept going and I exploded out there. <laughs> it would. I used to think I, I about think that a lot, like as a child, small. Would be a lot less when stressful. I found out what space was, space was, and I asked what happens if you were just like not in a suit. Would happen? What would happen life. is because of pressure and and all of that other kind of insane shit. The the way that that matter exists in different environments, it would probably be similar to what happened most likely to the people in that sub. You would explode. Um. In great, some kind of great, strange, great. depressing. I mean, and, again, in a good way. I, I find it. I oh, found it way. so depressing. Well, I mean. so depressing for for. I I generally think that like people my age that I associate like myself with, like the 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 general vibe of most you know most people in in my generation. Like I said, that I relate to. Um. I, you know, I, I find a lot of good, but like this, this just highlights one of the things that really depresses me, which is just like, I feel like we, we find tragedy funny and it fuck it really bums me out, man. Like I get very, I get very bummed out about, I understand these people were rich and, you know, there was a billionaire on board. I still like just to put myself in the shoes of anyone in that situation, in, in what we thought was the worst case situation. Yeah, I, it really, it, I, I, I cannot stress how bummed out it made me feel. Well, um, well. I, I mean, the, the biggest, the biggest bummer is the, the fucking nineteen-year-old kid that that, yeah. that that went on to appease My his dad. His dad, God, submarine. I was like, oh man, all right. Well, I think uh, maybe let's uh, take a take at least a half hour from any any RT. Yeah. It's you know it's it's fucking crazy because because I'm scroll I'm, I'm I'm on my Twitter and I see like someone just posts and it's got a hundred k retweets. We gotta talk million. about the stepson. We gotta talk about five, the stepson though. Yeah, five five million likes and it's like it's like uh uh tell SpongeBob hi while you're burning in hell in the sea and I'm just like, Jesus what the Christ fuck you know it's shit like that where <laughs> I'm, I'm just not, like I'm not laughing <laughs> no right of course no I'm no no yeah. Laughing. It's because it's jarring. Because it's jarring to think it's that some Christian people jarring, legitimately sure. are like, "Oh, th- think about this insane thing 
I can't even comprehend being in that situation. Let's make let's let's let's. We got to talk about the stepson. We got to talk about Blink One Eighty Two Sex Pest uh, stepson. I think it's fake. I think he's fake. One 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 last note about about the submarine itself. Uh, James Cameron has been to the bottom of the ocean. He's seen the Titanic thirty three times. Mike has to. Mike has to go. How can I make this about movies? I gotta pump. I gotta pump Jimmy's. I gotta. Is that true? Yes, he has two. He has made two documentaries about deep sea diving. It's one of his like outside of filmmaking. It's it's his like great passion. He I, I think that he likes it more than filmmaking. He he is on record saying he made the Titanic not because he wanted to make the story about the Titanic, because he wanted an excuse to visit the remains and and basically a, a major studio funded his kind of research so he could you know uh, go down there and 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 vibe out with it he got stuck for 16 hours once but because he kind of thinks these things through a little bit more than some people and and didn't cut corners um he was able to escape because his his submarine had the capabilities and thought about all the different uh tragedies that could happen and and this is the other crazy thing and then we'll move on to the steps on he has been to the bottom of the ocean by himself once no crew. He went in with his little thing. And it's all, again, he's got two documentaries about it. It's There's there's footage of it by himself. It is the most fucked up shit in the world. Um, Why didn't those guys just do that? I, 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 Instead of going I, in the like Xbox controller version of it. I'll tell C- you why. The CEO probably corners. That's why. Because yeah, he, yeah. he, he needed to uh, not spend more money that he has too much of to do the barest uh, yeah. amount of, of protection for himself and his loved ones. Like I, like I, I what I, I'm not, gonna, I fuck I, I'm not going to fucking like get on a, a pedestal here, but there, there is a fucking lesson to glean from that shit. Clearly that yeah. regulations do fucking matter. And that like the grossness of I, like <laughs> creating a waiver that says like, uh, this, uh, this aluminum uh toilet paper roll that we're gonna go into the sea with, that is operated by a PlayStation uh two controller. Um, so the the controller thing is a lot more common supposedly. That is a legitimate thing that like a lot of those things use. That isn't that's not the issue, but everything else is. That's one of the highlights. But that's like that's regularly that's like fairly regular for that kind of situation from from everything that I've read, which is the bare minimum um but yeah. still <laughs> mike being a deep sea expert is really a, a turn yes, i didn't this expect is, this is the, it, the amount of the amount of depth that he's he's he's, he's uh gone here when i said i said i, I, I asked, was when come... i asked mike a single question about like what is one single trade that you would make and he goes hmm, i don't know i never really thought about that <laughs> well I listen. I, let's 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 focus on the positives because, like I said, I'm I'm coming on the pod to score a natural hat trick and then and then stepping off the ice and, and letting okay. you guys really quick. The, the stepson, the stepson. Who I believe it's I believe it's the stepson. A couple thoughts here. Um, I actually have no thoughts about him. So you guys, go I on. I think uh, he is an example. This is an example of like social media was a mistake in that like. Because it is very valid uh, to that, that grief grieving does come in many different forms. However, um, everybody grieves, including complete lunatic human beings like this guy. Yep. Yep. So, and I don't think I I don't think I necessarily ever wanted to 
you never want to see that uh, people are going to implode uh, in, in, in a submarine under the sea, right? <laughs> you, you'd never want that. You never want to, to no, then... You, um, sometimes you want it if the alternative is them suffocating. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, like I said, yeah. Good point, relief. Mike. Good point, Mike. Yeah, I actually was hoping that that's what would happen. The, yeah. the, the, um, but then, then there's like, I, you know, I don't, I, you my thoughts are with the family, right? That's the natural response. I don't, I, I don't know them, so I don't necessarily need to interface with them. And I've been, inter- sure. I've been subjected to this guy going to Blink 182, to him reply guying OnlyFans models, uh-huh. him, uh, you know, uh, seeing that he has tweeted slurs multiple times. Yep. Um, people, people who say slurs grieve. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very, very true, do. Mike. Very true, Mike. Uh, <laughs> other, what else? What? Uh, there's the. I, I believe he has a couple restraining orders from from. Mm. Um, right. Right. He threatened to kill uh, a situation. DJ, uh, yeah. Oh, that was. Yeah. yeah. Not. Not too good. So yeah. Really, I think it's in in times of grief, it's good to grieve however you want, but you might want to practice. Um, privacy in your grief even if you go out publicly maybe not have a several instagram story uh call out of cardi b where you then make a poll about who's going to win and then you lose immensely in that poll uh not good there might be something wrong with them well there definitely is uh, but yeah yeah i i think it's a hoax i really do i don't think that guy has any relation to this this man on the on the sub i think wow I think he was, uh, yeah. Pete, 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 Pete's really going into the corner here. Yeah, I'm a truth. Because if you're wrong, story. if you're wrong, <laughs> if you're wrong, <laughs> you just, you just accused him of stolen, uh, stolen oh, valor, Sto- stolen tragedy valor. Yeah, um, I, th- I think it's stolen tragedy valor personally, but that's, that's, <laughs> I have no proof of that. I just think it's too insane that I can't imagine that there's any single person who would do the things that he's doing. Okay, so we, we have, we have one more thing. Got to find a way to make money off this thing. <laughs> <laughs> we have one more thing to get to before we get to the Islanders, and then Mike will probably have to leave like within a couple minutes of starting the Islander portion. Yeah, which is um, awesome, by the way, because I don't know anything about the Islanders. Good stuff. Great <laughs> stuff. Great. Well, I guess I, I can I can get your perspective. I can give my take. And anyway, the the last thing, most important thing on the pod is. Through the Island podcast is at war with Universal right. Music Group. Uh, I am. Uh, I don't care if it costs any of our bands uh, a contract with Universal Music Group. Um, because uh, hold on, who who are their smaller labels? I I, I have to look hmm. before I before yeah, I totally you, sign wow. on. Wow, <laughs> uh, interesting. You know what? Let's let let's do this. I'll, I'll do it live. But unless the, unless I need to keep this relationship good, uh, you know, we're coming for you, buddy. And, and you know, it's that simple. Um, but uh, just first, let me confirm what and oh. what some of your imprints are. Hold on. I'm um, going to tell you right now. They are uh, Def Jam is, is on there. And we're not as someone Def Jam. Well, I've stolen uh, uh, intellectual property from Def Jam. Oh, sure, so. that's right. Well, yeah. if, if, oh, Spine Farm. Although they haven't signed too many bands lately. If we get if we get Rico, we get Rico. Like I've like I've always said, this podcast is about one day ending up at the Supreme Court. So um, <laughs> there is one way there, or another. There, 
they own something called Cash Money Records as well, which I'm about to mm. click on. Yeah, Cash Money. There's Records. no, there's no. Um, wait, maybe we'll do an episode of the pod about uh, yeah, uh, about you're right the, that that uh, every girl verse that Mac Main does. Um, <laughs> uh, I'd, but, I'd like to be on for that actually, if that's okay. That's a whole, that's a whole pod. That's a whole app. Oh, let's yeah, see. Freaking that okay, line it, down. it doesn't seem like there's syllable. any none of these labels sign. Um, oh. Spine Farm does. I'm looking to see when the last time they signed a band was. But either way, you can go ahead. Like either way, we're coming for you unless um you know unless we kind of need to keep these relationships good. So you yeah. better watch out unless you know um we need you. And if so, please listen to yeah. our bands. Um, right. But uh. Yeah, you know, I it's it's a it's a shame what happens. You know, you can't you can't just very lazily play thirty five seconds of of uh you know commercially owned music. Yeah, don't yeah, we're really putting like to. we're and, and it, <laughs> we're we're pulling uh like I put like ABBA on and stuff like it. So it's not it's not like we're pulling deep cuts. I'm putting like yeah. Dancing Queen on sometimes. Uh, I suppose what happens. happens. Yeah, what Spotify's might email happen. did say that continued offenses will result in being removed from the platform, which maybe this becomes a mixed CD podcast. We you you have it's a subscription service. We record the pod, we burn it onto CDRs, and and we mail it to you. You you have to buy it at the corner store. That's cool. <laughs> some guy, some guy is selling trades. them. And he's giving away, quote unquote, giving away these these through the island pod CDs. And then he's like, "But you got to tip me twenty bucks, man." Uh, and uh, then he gets like really five pissed bucks. off. A burn CD. We got to put art. I don't know. Des, you're, did, you, you're... did you ever have that growing up? Like the corner store would sell rap CDs that were just yes. like, yeah, like burn bootlegs. Yeah, that's, I no, mean, and then, no, because that's my what friends... I had growing up. My yeah, friend cool. Justin, uh, ha- he was the friend that had a really, really good computer, so ah. and, and really good internet. So he was, he was the, he was the, he was the pusher man. Got uh, it. He, he, you know, like I, so many of my favorite albums from like two thousand four, like when we were in like ninth, tenth, eleventh grade, were burnt on like, and it just wrote on like fucking sharpie marker, like yeah, it was. Man. We would, um, yeah, I, I literally, like, growing up, I would just buy those at the corner store for, like, five bucks would be, and it would be, like, fake albums, like, they wouldn't, they would just have, <laughs> it would be, like, a, like, a Jada Kiss mixtape that just the guy who worked there made and was selling for <laughs> five bucks, and that was, like, my childhood of owning music. That's so, cool. so next season, you know, to wrap this, this mini section, next season, um, you know, you might just need to listen to us by, uh, you know, we're going to have headphones and Walkman outside of uh, yep. UBS Arena before a game. And, uh, you know, you listen. We'll, we'll say, hey, hey, man, hold on. Uh, l- listen to this really quick. And you listen to 40, 45 minutes about uh, about uh, uh, submarines exploding. Um, and uh, uh, or or we make a theme song. You know, we'll see. Um, yep. So Islander stuff. Really quick. I, I mean, go. the only... The only concrete concrete thing that's happened is uh, is the Lou uh, press conference, uh, which uh, he hit. He hit. uh, It's been covered at other other spots, but I feel like it's worth talking about as it gets our brain thinking about the offseason outlook a bit. Um, 
Bailey. It's 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 so funny for how tight-lipped the entire like culture of the organization is. How like the everybody involved is just like, yeah, this is fucking over. Like this is done. I that I hated that year. We all hated that, right? That's what they've Loon all been saying. Said it. Lou said that. Said Bailey said like, it. Everybody yeah. was. He was like, we Lane, know this guy's gone, by the way. Lane said that. Josh said, like, they, they all were, it's the most, it's so strange that, like, in the five years of the Lou era, it's, it has, the most, like, transparent thing, the most open thing has been the Josh, uh, the bailout, uh, the bailout movement, as, as they're calling it. Um, this would have been, this would have been a good, a good transition would have been talking grief to talking Josh Bailey being bought out <laughs> or true. Not yet. We're going to be doing a special, a special, right. uh, all, all militia, all 300 IQ militia, um, uh, uh, memorial service for the, for, uh, for <laughs> Josh Bailey, New York Islander. Jo- uh, Josh, we, we, we knew ye very well, actually. We, we knew the entirety. We did. The entire uh, value of your career. It's, it's just, it's still going to be weird when it happens. And I, I'm like, I'm prepping my brain. We're like, I'm prepping my, my brain for the moment that, that like either I'm on Twitter and, and 25 seconds ago, the New York Islanders Twitter account uh, has yeah. tweeted or someone in the chat says it. Like, I, I'm like, I'm just like preparing myself for that moment. Yeah, man. Yeah. I got. What do you think I you're going to be doing? The... Um, when when the news is how would, broken, how would you like? How would how would you like to to have the bad news broken to you that that jo- uh, Josh uh, has bailed out? You want me to tell you? Yeah, Pete. I want Pete to text me and be like, uh, "Josh Bailey gone." By the way, um, yeah, if you could do that, I I, I imagine. I, I want it to happen the same way that I imagine it will happen, which is um, I see that you posted the chat, a screenshot, and then kind of uh, then we start talking about it. That's what I imagine is going to happen. And I'm going to be wow. um, maybe playing my guitar or something. Uh, it would be right for me to find out first. <laughs> it, it would be right for you to find out first. Um, and wow. I'm sad. I'm, I'm genuinely getting sad thinking about it. I know you're going to yell at me, but the, the Avalanche are going through one too. With the, they're moving on from Eric Johnson. No, it's, shut the fuck which up. Which is, which is, hey, hey, which is, which could be Islanders adjacent, could it not? I guess. In what well, way? <laughs> In what way could it be Islanders adjacent? If they adjacent? decide they want to sign him. It, with what cap space? I don't know, Pete. Pete. Well, we'll figure. Well, the the cap space <laughs> that they're going to use to uh, after trading away Josh Bailey. Yeah, so I guess, I guess the last thing on Bailey is is uh, would he's you not gonna, rather he's not going to cost six million dollars? Would you rather trade or uh, or buy out? Uh, what is trade? Trade's going to cost what? I guess, I guess okay. Trade. Uh, what's what's the most you'd be willing to to include as a sweetener to trade Bailey before you say fuck it? I'd rather buy him out. What is the, what what does buying them out look like? Is it uh, and how much? What is it, uh, how much? I, I think it's it only. I think it only saves like one point seven this year, but the next year it's like three ish or something. So what a second? Is that too little? Uh, I think that 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 feels a little uh, rich for my blood. Okay, feels sure. very rich. Okay, sure, sure. Well, what? 
who who's going to take him on, right? Who's who who's who's your ideal landing spot, and who's your I mean, realistic one? He's a he's a guy that like uh, I could I could see I, it's been said on other other places and because it, because it makes sense him going to an Ottawa or Buffalo both geographically close uh, both both are teams that have expectations have cap space and could genuinely use pros that have played in big games. Sure. And then the other, the more depressing is like Blackhawks. So that way, you know, yeah. there's not nothing but uh, rookies there. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Actually um, wouldn't be a bad fit at all for him. Yeah. I mean, it might be depressing from like a general competitive it's, standpoint. And it also could be the type of thing where it's like an agreed upon the you're 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 being parked here for four months. You're going to get to probably play higher up in the lineup than you will anywhere else in the NHL. You're not going to be in Arizona. You're not going to be in Arizona. Chicago's a nice city for what it's worth. And and you might be able to like who knows? Not ma- Phoenix ma- isn't, but yeah. Maybe you redeem your your name enough that that like retained at whatever percentage you you can play on a playoff team. Yeah. Just yeah, just. It. And and just and and at that point you're, you know, you if you're getting healthy scratch you're not going to be pissed because you know you're you barely have it, <laughs> like it took all these things to be in the yeah. room at all. Like yeah um, yeah I see it I see it. Um, we'll we'll talk more Josh when it happens. What's next? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pete, did you did you have anything you wanted on 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 the the player movement asset management side of that? Uh, not really. I mean, I think like, I think actually Chicago makes a lot of sense for Josh Bailey. Like again, getting Connor Bedard, you're going to want to, you're going to want to put him with some trick for me. Okay. You're going to want to put him with some, you know, vets who can play and can set him up and score a little bit and play on the power play. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a good fit. I think that works. Let's, let's make that happen. I'll call them up. Cool. Uh, he, he met Lua. Lou said, uh, "Leave my large son alone." Um, he he <laughs> said that that people uh, he felt that people are overcritical of Dobson, which I I thought was interesting. I mean, it, it's something that I felt it, too, too. It's weird. It's it's weird for how true these two things are uh, to be happening at the same time. Which is Noah Dobson is a very productive defenseman, and Noah Dobson looked like shit this year. Uh, it, How old is he? Twenty three. He's twenty. He's still he's still mad young. He's twenty three, but the way the way he he looked down the stretch was yeah. fucking alarming. It was fucking alarming. The the mistakes that were being made. Sure. That that un- unless like and I I mean this sincerely like unless there's some life situation going on there, it was crazy. He played distracted. Like he 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 was constantly missing assignments. Uh, I wonder know. if it's uh, jarring for him to go from uh, the from Barry to Lane, and uh, I'm I, I I kind of agree with Lou. I'm not taking a ton of stock in it, especially like I think we went over this last episode where I was just kind of like the Islanders are fully in a I want to see what this looks like next year mode, where I feel like everything kind of is like. We'll take a step back. Let's see what this looks like. Whether it's small sample size, you know, Bull Horvat, 
uh, getting a little cold towards the end. No adoption, less so with the small sample size, more so just like uh, he's young and uh, generally defensemen seem to take a little bit longer. Um, let's step back and see what uh, uh, him, himself being a little bit more adjusted to this system and, and his expectations in it look like. Um, I, I agree, especially. And then and then there's that caveat that, that Lou added that you also brought up, which is uh, he 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 you step back and you're like, uh, Oh, how many points did he put up? That's actually pretty good. Two point difference from the year. He had two less points than the year prior where he looked like a complete fucking stud. Um, uh, Pete, like, I feel like when we've talked about Dobson before, haven't like, where, where would you say he, he, where he is now and where he, where, you know, you, I, I guess kind of, foresaw him being at this point how has he how has he measured up how do you how do you feel he's trending uh i mean i think he's sick i think i would have <laughs> i'm shocked that the islanders were able to get him at 12 i thought he was easily a top 10 pick that year uh i think he's a really good player i mean he's a 50 point defenseman and he's also six four and a right shot like those guys don't grow on trees You're, it's insane like it's insane how cavalier islander fans get about like just just anybody take him there are there's like a segment of the fan base that has this please for the love of god somebody t- rid me of this 50 point defenseman yeah it's every like, every base is insane it's just so many insane people and and the internet amplifies it go ahead go ahead i don't want to interrupt you pete no no i i mean i'm just like the last thing I'm going to say on it, because again, I, I don't watch as regularly as you guys do. Right. But I mean, he still ended up being a, like, I had to, I had to look this up quick. He was still top 20 in the league in points per game for defensemen. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> like, With- that tells me everything. And and he played on a team that like Has had no a lot play. of, yeah, had no power play. Uh, He didn't get, he didn't get a lot of power play minutes. He played on a team that had just like, didn't really look like they knew what they were doing a lot of nights. Like I feel like they were trying to figure out a new system yeah. that none of them understood. And he still, you know, put up 49 points. Like that's very good. Like, yeah. Does he have deficiencies? Of course he does, but so does literally every defenseman in the league, not named like Victor Hedman. Sure. And even it's, he's getting a little older. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's uh, like with, with Dobson, I mean, so I mean, he did he did have a lot of power play minutes, but something that something that I wonder that must weigh on him as the power play quarterback, and and he's been dom like he's been really good on the on the power play before, like before this year, he generally was a really good puck mover, uh, really good at getting pucks through, and part of me wonders, and I think because I think about this with with Barzal a lot too, where it's like. How much can a power play work when it does not have a trigger man? When it, when when you do not have a a defined, consistent, one time option somewhere, you know, ideally on one of the circles. I really don't think you have any uh, top top of the umbrella trigger guys that much anymore. But like when you don't have uh, a pet, when you don't give the penalty kill one guy that they have to dedicate like specific amount of space for that it makes everything jam up. Um uh uh I have t- I have I have one thing and then I want to do one topic before I leave. Uh my one thing is Pete, what deficiencies does Kale McCarr have? 
You gotta be uh, fucking kidding me. You gotta be fucking kidding me. I don't want to talk about Kel McCarr. I think Kel McCarr is the best defenseman in the NHL, so that's not in like in the in the world that has ever played hockey. Oh, no, I'm not gonna so go that far. God, Mike, you All just right. interrupted it. We, we we he literally is a scout. This is an Islander podcast. You just you just it interrupted was, it was topical. Him. It no, it's okay. It's not. It's, it wasn't. It was. It was. We were literally just literally, talking about it. He he was talking about specific a specific player on the Islanders. Oh my God, you're such an idiot. If Fuck. you don't see the through line here, I don't know what to tell you. The oh one thing I wanted to get to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I wanted to get to before I hopped off was the Sono stage dive versus Pierre Engvall three year deal. I think this needs. I think. Uh, I think. I need to weigh in, but I think that Desmond needs to set it up because you're the you're the architect behind the question. Mike, it doesn't make sense in context. So, okay, I, I could draw <laughs> it in first, which is that which is that uh, Lou said that he did want to keep basically everybody. Well, he uh, he wants to keep on, and uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of curious points within that. One of which is Pierre Engvall. And mm-hmm. I thought Engvall was a very interesting player. thought he was really good. But I don't know how much I want to... Handsome. He's very handsome. Uh, I think you might. I think he might be something pretty good. I don't know. I don't know. He's he's a mystery box that we saw a little bit. Sure. Opened the, opened the, the top a little bit. Said, hmm, that's pretty yeah. handsome. Looks, looks pretty handsome. Looks shiny. Looks shiny and tall, Looks shiny. Too. Looks, looks handsome. Um, and so I don't know, you know, what, what I... Uh, what I think makes more sense, uh, uh, signing Engvall for like, let's say three years um, in a kind of middle six-ish uh, AAV um, or doing a, a stage dive to <laughs> uh, noise act, uh, not noise, sun. Oh, uh, so, so the, it's the, the one of the uh, funniest things is when people get really mad when when you when anyone pronounces sun. Oh that because it's supposed there well it's actually it's just, just sun. sun yep it's just sun the <laughs> o is the symbol but i always think it's very funny when people get like a little bit annoyed at it or just like you know it's just sun right it's like no uh i don't listen to this crazy drone music played by two men in cloaks um <laughs> why not also and oh no 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 i'm i'm saying it from the perspective of someone who says sun oh. um Yes, and and also there's an O with symbols there. I love Sun. I think Sun is great. They're a band that like uh, I, I they're a bucket list band. Not saying that it's like impossible. Mike, to see Mike, them hold, to on, say hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just yeah, yeah. Uh, l- l- let me pull a. Uh, hey, Amel, play uh, play some <laughs> play some Sun. Oh, uh, Sun. Sorry, Sun. <laughs> Gonna splice actual Sun O within that noise oh. within us. I love that. <laughs> yeah, Sun Sun's cool, man. Uh, but uh, after listening to that little clip, not quite a stage dive band, right? And and I implore <laughs> anyone who's listening to this to Google them and look what look. Just take a link, look at what we're they gonna look link like. the video. We're gonna link the stage dive too. It's so cool. The- might be the best video, best musical video on the internet. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. So what, can I can I just interject to say that I saw Sun in 2006, I want to say. 
so and it cool. was one of the coolest shows I've ever been to. In yeah, my it's it's life. so interesting, man. They, like they, they played in an old church. I don't remember the name of the vi- the venue. They played in like an old church in New York. In I don't remember where exactly it was, but like the room vibrated. And also, I Boris opened it, the show. So that's it was a cool, awesome. That's a cool lineup. And I wonder if it's the same church that uh, I I didn't wind up going. Matt wound up going seeing Godspeed Godspeed You Black Emperor a few few years ago it wasn't church. it wasn't it that wasn't place. the same one no gotcha. the aquatinification yeah. of this of this podcast is just <laughs> like is just so it's so underway i can't you... wait for season four of, of through pete... the island <laughs> pete i know you're a you're a godspeed you black emperor guy right? i love godspeed oh, yeah I, I went to those shows yeah great band oh my god oh, so cool god. okay do you like godspeed i i uh i i've like associate them with like sitting in my friend's car when we were like 17 18 driving around and just doing nothing at all yeah that sounds about right yeah it's very it's mellow post-rock it's nice um now now, circling back to pierre angval (laughs) um (laughs) uh pete what's what's your projected like uh uh you're you're our mystery half insider half just like um you know just just you're 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 the more broad hockey guy here um so what what do you what do you see he's a late bloomer so you know as far as like development curves like what sure what is kind of like what's the contract you expect and what's like yeah what's the contract you expect and what do you think is fair you know what do you think he's gonna be yeah all right there's a lot of questions there yeah Um, answer them all (laughs) I, i mean i think Pierre Engvall is okay. I think we kind of saw what he is. He's not, he's not young, right? Like he's going to be, is he 27, 28? Like he's not I think a, he's 27. I think he just, basically. I think he just turned 27. Yeah, basically. He's, dead. he's not, he's not like a young guy. I'm just, I'm not saying he's old, but I'm saying he's mm-hmm. kind of coming into his prime right now, or he's, you know, just about, uh, just about in his prime, I would say you're right. He probably was a late bloomer. I didn't know anything about him until he came to the Leafs. So, I can't, I can't speak to him. It's so funny. He has never lit up any league. It is so funny. Like a lot (laughs) of times you look look at these guys stat lines and they're, they're either obviously huge numbers or they're, they're contextually huge numbers. It's like, oh yeah, he was seven, he was 17 years old playing against uh, 32 year old uh, uh, Swedish men like that were throwing him around all of the time. He's he's just like I mean he's all tools like he's big he's really good skater but like what does he do I don't know what he does you know so you you're saying it might be a like a point of I, I could see the trajectory of like uh, uh, the Islanders have signed Pierre Engvall to a three year deal I don't know what the AAV would be whatever a, a general kind of like good we like this and then by year two kind of just being like what does this fucking guy do. Well, I, I mean, I, I can speak for friends of mine who are Leafs fans who were like, thank God this guy is off our roster. You know what I mean? And uh, I think they all well, kind of looked at it the same way. Like he comes in, in and he's. Uh, hey, hey, message for your friends, Pete. I hope they burn in hell. Okay. Well, also, right, I'll, I'll pass that along. They're, and, and just mention that they're pathetic as well. Um, yeah. I mean, right. that's, those aren't my words. I'm just saying. If you can write, it, if you can write them down for, for us. All right. I will. But I, I think Burnham, my point is, yeah, is again, like he's he's a guy who looks interesting, right? Like he's handsome, he's big, he's big, he's fast, he's handsome. 
Like you right. want him to be good. You expect he's going to be good. And then he doesn't really do anything. So yeah. Yeah. Does being yeah. handsome, uh, like, does that intimidate um, opponents sometimes you think? I think, I think that it's one less thing for someone to kind of trash talk. Right. Sure. Like you can call someone ugly and it might get to them a little bit. Like, even though they don't kind of like, even though they don't let you let you know that it got to them, you're gonna call that guy ugly. He's he's very handsome. Yeah, like, you know, it's just one less thing for like, you know, you could like, I imagine Scott Hartnell took a lot of abuse uh, based on his looks. Like, you know, hey, ugly, what's up, ugly? Hey, big head, nice hair, asshole, kind of stuff like that. Pierre Engvall, you can't say any of those things to him. <laughs> Saying right. that to that... someone, saying that to someone is very funny. I'll uh, I'll chime in really quick. Uh, yeah. I so I just got back from our the Dubuque main camp or in uh in Dubuque, Iowa, really cool town. Um, Desmond's still laughing about this is awesome. Um, and you know, part of my responsibility is uh, I I'm on the bench for a lot of these games. So we had you know teams of free agents who were trying out draft picks, returning players, et cetera. And there was a free agent who had showed up who instantly was like getting noticed for being the most handsome player there. And everybody commented on it. Like everyone on the bench was just talking about how he's beautiful. It was so strange to be around, but (laughs) yeah, I think, I think there's a level to that. I mean, those are, these are hockey players, you know, some of them are going to be NHL players one day. I'm sure there's a little bit of that in them. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. It's just it's one of the like what Engvall does is to your point. Like he he's he's a he's a lot of tools. He's a lot of little tools, and he's a lot of little roles too. Like he's he's good at his own ends. Most of what he does right. is like puck possession. It's it's straight up his like his reach, uh, his ability to like seal space, retain the puck, and and and. Uh, Exit, exit his own zone, and get through. Uh, you know the get into the uh, offensive zone. Like I like him on that line. I like I like that line. That line had juice. I remember Hanson very specifically. We, we started calling it the juice line. Handsome Pierre, Meatball Kyle, and Dwayne the Brock Nelson. Cool line. Cool three cool guys. Um. Wayne we'll see. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. I am. I'm very, very curious. Um, so yeah, guys. Uh, this has been great. Um, again, I kind of feel like kind of feel like I scored three goals uninterrupted, and now I'm gonna hop off. You, I don't. And... The the Kale McCarr. The honest, no joke. The Kale McCarr <laughs> thing it genuinely pissed me off, and I think it's gonna piss <laughs> off a lot of people. Oh, and I'm really hyped oh. that we're gonna be going into the summer. Yes. They're what gonna be think? pissed, and they should be pissed. Those people pissed. don't like me to begin with. Uh, yeah, because yeah, because for this, this is who reason. you are. Oh, whatever, guys. Listen, I gotta go. I gotta go, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry if me pointing out that Cal McCarr has no flaws oh, made anyone mad. Oh my god! He shows up late. Get he leaves early. He Get the interrupts. Fuck out. Leave. Get the fuck <laughs> out. <laughs> this is um, why you're the co-host. Wow. The corporate co-host. Which corporate is... co-host. <laughs> Whatever. You know what? Season you didn't four. Speak that as a co-host. You, you you added corporate like you were proud of, like you wanted yeah. asserting that that was your season, title. Season four, I'm leaning into the co-host uh, responsibilities. Wow. Um, oh, I wow. just, 
me and my wife watched like a show with dinner whenever we're, and we just finished, uh, we like, we, we watched all of sex in the city. We just finished that beef show, which I thought was pretty good for what it's worth. Islanders and, and no, 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 there's listen, listen, there's a, there could be a whole fucking (laughs) thing as you were leaving. We still, so we threw on season six of trailer park boys and there's, uh, Randy. This is when, when Jim Leahy gets fired as the, uh, uh, sheriff of Sunnyvale, you know, whatever the, the, yep. uh, and, and they give Randy the interim position, but he can't be like, you know, it's, it's the, uh, assistant to the, uh, manager office joke, but it's, it's a little bit funnier because it's trailer park boys and they call him a su- associate trailer park supervisor. And that's what I'm, I'm going to lean into being the associate co-host of Great, the pod. Man, thanks. thanks for all that. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks, Mike. It's been a blast. Um, yeah, I hope fun. that the rest of the pod awesome. goes as well as the first yeah. bit did, but I don't know great. if it will. It's it's uh, it's been great, Mike. Really, honestly, thank you. It's been great. It's All right, been so cool. I'm having such a good time. I'll talk to you guys great. in the chat. Thanks, man. This has been awesome. You've been you've been so helpful. You've been so great. Thanks so much, Mike. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. See you guys soon. One of the most Thanks. selfish performances of all time. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Unbelievable. Three goals, and I'm out. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I, oh my God. I don't. You know, I, I don't, I, it's not a bit, I don't have Mike's name saved in my phone. Uh, I, it makes, play, it makes playing things very difficult because I'll have to like search things that we said into the iMessage and I'll have to try to like, is this Mike? Was was, was this one Mike? Um, I think that's a really good dynamic to have with him to just yeah. be someone who you don't even have his name saved. Yeah, no, no, uh, and we're and and we, we're trying to do. Uh, well, no, I'm not gonna. No, no spoilers, but stay tuned. Uh, I'm actually gonna delete his his number right now. Nice, nice. Just based off this, <laughs> just based off this whole interaction. <laughs> Yo, deleting someone's phone number as a joke is like a really, <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, it is. You <laughs> and then they know that you deleted it. <laughs> all right all right okay guys we're, we're, we're back, getting back on track the last the last uh i guess bit here of the islanders uh that more just stylistic i'm curious what you think pete which is that something lou said uh he referred to the islanders five centers um counting barzell as a center uh yep and and while while also stating um that you know he thinks that he likes Barzell on, on Horvat's right side. And I guess I'm curious to, to well, a lot of things, but the two things that come to mind. One, to what extent do you think that was the smallest of Lou breadcrumbs that like, hey, we have a surplus here. And, and two, do you think the Islanders are better off doing, 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 Barzell on the right side and the other four, or changing up the actual center mix. Ooh, so I don't think it's a breadcrumb at all. I think every team wants to have more centers. Like mm-hmm. I think in an ideal world, you go into the season with twelve centers and you just figure it out. Like in all honesty, I, I think that's the way that most teams are probably thinking about their roster construction. Like just having a player who's more versatile. And if you're a center, you're going to be more versatile. I mean, I, I don't know. There's a lot of good teams. I, Tampa does this a lot. Tampa will run out lines where two guys can play center. And then 
you can switch who takes the face off based on what side of the ice you're on, right? Like, to me, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. You want to do that. You want to have versatility in your lineup. And I think if you lose a guy who plays center, like, and, and can slot one in, having five centers is not a problem. If you had, if you had 10 guys who all want to play center, you know, maybe, maybe you're talking about a different situation and, and like, you know, some of them are unhappy <laughs> with not playing center, but if you have 12 guys who can play center and, or like played center in junior and then came to the NHL and are, have moved to the wing, like, I mean, honestly, too, that's another thing to even consider is like a lot of these guys who play wing in the NHL played center growing up. So the reason they're playing as wingers now is like because they're just not good enough to play center. So you want to have you want to have an 82 game to, to be a center for 82 games, 20 minutes, like, you know, 18 minutes a night, 20. Yeah, uh, it's the hardest yeah, position. Yeah, yeah, it's the hardest position to play. So you want to have I, I think I don't think it's a breadcrumb uh, that like it's a negative thing or anything like that. Uh, I think in Barzell's situation, I mean, clearly it worked with Horvat, right? Like, I think, I think they showed good chemistry, but obviously, yeah, but obviously too, like if you can split up your top centers, it, it, it's probably helpful too. So I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to split those guys up and still get anything effective out of both of them. But, uh, I don't know. I, I I would guess going into the season, Barzell's playing on the wing. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. I, I go back and forth. It's just because they did show that that promise the first two weeks or whatever it was. But you can have a good two weeks, you know. Like like lines can have a good two weeks and and not necessarily be like the best fits. Uh, yeah. So. You know, I, I I need to see more there, and I guess, like I like the Islander centers. I, I I do like all of them. It's just I I can't help but feel some something something shaking up there. Somebody more more of them moving to wing even to because their their wings are kind of not looking too good moving <laughs> moving forward. And I I I've been I don't know I I've been like I kind of wonder. About, I liked how there there were a couple of games where I think Sezikis and Pajot were playing with each other. And like, if you had yep. those two on a line and you rotate it, like that just feels like, you know, a, a, a kind of insane four check line. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that would work. I, I mean, if you have Pajot, I feel like you want him to be more than a four check line guy, but. When you, you do you mean you think you think you, they should emphasize him offensively more. I think it at five million dollars, you probably are expecting that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, you know, I, and obviously he hasn't really ever shown that he can be a, a top six producer on a really good team. But like, yeah. I think that's what you want ideally. Like five million dollars is a lot of money at the end of the day. Yeah, I it, I mean it it feels like th- that that's a contract that. It's a lot. I I also think he 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 gives you a lot of value when he's going. Like it it really it makes a big fucking difference, you know. And and you, you're getting flashes of that here and there. And and it's just I'm I'm a bit worried that like he has not been the same scorer since since the that that 21 playoffs. And and it's 
the fact, if anything, the fact that he's still getting like, let me see what he got. Uh, the fact that he's, it feels like he's still like, you know, scoring in that like 17 ish range. If I look it up and he had like 20, I'm going to like lose my mind that like he had like a, a, a such a quiet 20. 20 goals? There's no way he had 20 goals this year. No, he had 13. That's all he had? 40 points, 13 goals. See that, and that the fact that he's got he even had thirteen goals when he has not felt like a scoring threat like his shot didn't have any snipes in in I I don't think he's had any snipes since those playoffs. And no, I I mean he doesn't look like a scorer, but you want him to be that obviously. No, no, I I, I agree. What, what I'm saying is just the concern there is like, do you think the Islanders? Um, should should explore a market like I, I I guess I the the philosophical question I wonder but because I it, it's that uh, you know you are are you are you solving more by trading him than the problem that you create by not having him on your roster anymore? Yeah, well, and I think I think that is you know I think that goes back to his five million dollar contract and having thirteen goals like. You know, and, and not really, again, kind of being a guy who you don't really know exactly what he's going to bring to the table. Like, he's, you expect that he's going to be more than a guy who four checks well and plays a 200 foot game at that salary. But, like, you know, are, is there is there a team who's going to be clamoring to trade for him or give you anything of real value at this point? Like, at, at you know, as a 30 something year old player who's going to, I know he's only 30 now, but he'll be 30 this season. Like, you know, if you're a 31 year old forward who isn't getting 20 goals and you're making 5 million bucks, like, I just think the market there is, you can get something, but he's got three years left on his contract. Are you getting back value is, I guess, is my point. A long way to say that. Yeah. I don't know. I I just, like I said, I, I like these players, but it feels like, I don't know how how much longer all of this is going to work. Uh, people are going to have to move to wing. I, I, like I'm curious if if you'll if if you were to split up Horvat and and Barzal, you need uh, Horvat to to have a playmaking winger. And yeah, uh, and and who is that? Yeah, you'd have, to, you'd have to get like you'd have to get that, which is then it's like a whole Jesus. What are we doing here? The Jenga. It's it's such a this is such a Jenga ass uh fucking state of the franchise. Like oh, oh, I think it's good. Oh, I don't know. Well, speaking of, I don't know. We're we're moving a little bit out of the Islanders. Obviously, I'll have a bit of an Islander tilt uh, or thought to it, but. uh off-season outlook as far as player movement, pretty uh, pretty panned as a as a fairly mid UFA class. Oh yeah, I, I actually was looking it up before. I have it in front of me. Um, I mean, again, like, so looking at it from the context of the Islanders, right? Like, right now they have four and a half million dollars in cap space. And they don't have Engvall signed. They don't have Varlamov signed. They don't have Wallstrom signed. So I don't think you're splashing any big bucks, right? Yeah. Like, like I, I don't know who exactly you can get 
or what even your price point is that you're looking for. I wonder um, what the Bailey that, that that Bailey contract's gotta go now. Sorry, Josh. You gotta go, bud. Yeah, I mean, even just to re-sign, because I think you want to re-sign at least at least Wallstrom and Varlamov, I would assume. Yeah. yeah. Like, do the Islanders have a goalie prospect that's any good? I, I no. legitimately don't know. No, that the, 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 the uh, Jacob Scarrick, I, I, I hear has is just not not it. Um, okay. And uh, but Tristan Tristan Lennox is the oh uh, yeah is the guy that you know the new the real heads know. Yeah, he's he's good, but he needs to play in the minor. He needs to play in the American League for a couple of years. Like he's never played pro hockey so he's i think he's good i think he could be good in a few years but he's need him to he's, need him need him to be good first yes like like he's not <laughs> at 20 years old he's not the guy you want coming into the season as your backup yeah especially <laughs> especially because you know the like i said last episode with with sorokin Something's got to change. Either you're going to have to play better defensively or you can't put this guy through 62 games of what you put him through last year. Well, exactly. Like, hockey is too, like hockey ha- has just exploded. Uh, the, the pace of game and creativity of the game has exploded in such a way where like, you know, you, you, you can't, you have to be mindful of not exhausting these goalies men- mentally as much as, as physically um, that like, uh, you can't you can't have it both ways and expect to win. No, and and it's and it's the kind of thing that like you might get away with it for a year or two, maybe even two or three years, right? But like eventually, it's going to catch up to him, and he's not going to be able to perform at this level anymore. Yeah, if, if it's, you keep doing this to him, I think Kevin Kevin Woodley, I, one of one of the really good goalie um, like uh, commentator follows on on Twitter. Um, Oh fuck! What were we talking about? Fuck! Damn it! I lost it. Damn it! It was good though. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> we were talking about goalies. Oh, yeah. oh! It, I I remember him breaking down. I think it was like, can't remember if it was Martin Jones or 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 Carey Price. It was a it was a goalie degrading over time, or maybe Gibson. One of these guys that was like, yeah hot on top of the world and that the way like showing year to year of you know playing behind shitty defense makes you have to overachieve but but the taxing like the 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 things that you have to concede technique wise to be that like loose uh that gets ugly (laughs) yeah i feel like it was about gibson because gibson had a really like yeah. underwhelming year. And I think that was, I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember reading that about Gibson, like, and how just that team is so bad. And like that, that team broke him. Like, like that's yeah. a team. I, I don't want like thinking about the way Sorokin played the last pretty much, pretty much once he settled in about like month and a half into the bubble season, uh, he's, he's, it's been special to watch this guy just like, arrive and be and it would suck for that to just degrade because like he's not getting to just uh have have some sort of fucking anchor um, yeah sense of of up to of the net yeah if they can't 
if they can't help him at all, and I mean this year, I think <laughs> like, statistically, like the defense was pathetic, which doesn't really make even sense that it was so bad, but it was. It's almost <laughs> like there was a coach that was able to like specifically make <laughs> this core of defensemen work. Work, yeah, and they mm-hmm. let him go for some reason, and brought in Strange. a guy who like doesn't coach defense at all for some reason. I don't know. Strange. Not and not my expertise, but. You know, yeah, bizarre, ex- very bizarre. O'Neill, right? <laughs> yeah, ex expertise. <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. Wow. Uh, so, <laughs> to get back to the UFAs, I mean, yeah, I just like like I was saying, I don't really know who who there is that that does anything for you at a price point you can also afford. Like, I I like if you want my opinions on guys that might. Uh, might help like Andre Casa played in Carolina. He's a UFA made a million and a half. I think he'd be a decent fit, but that might be it. Yeah. Like uh, there's nothing that the, the, the UFA class is like, it's kind of, it's nice for the Islanders. The Islanders already have their Jenga like to deal with. It's nice that it's not like, Oh, because we need to get this guy immediately. Like there's no, like, it's just good to clear the deck now, even though there's not necessarily anything that they want to jump at. In yeah. a way, I, I kind of, in a way, them not having the ability to throw stupid money at anything is it's like, probably good. It's probably good. It's probably it's it's better because I to to be to be free of of beating. Um, you just signed Andrew Ladd allegations of point two here. Yeah. Um, it's nice to to have the hands tied because it's just like I don't know I I I I don't want to talk shit especially you know for you know your professional reasons it just it it's just <laughs> concerning to me like this free agent class of like where you know there's going to be a bad contract you know there's going to be like a new chapter of bad contracts oh so I one of I, these guys and it's I think just, it's going to be Max Domi. I think Max really? Domi is going to be the bad. Yeah, I think okay. someone's going to throw money at him, and and I don't know, I don't know who it's going to be, but I think someone's going to throw a stupid contract at him and and make him a lot richer than he should be. Like he's a he's, good player, but I I I don't know. I just have a, have a weird feeling. He's loud, I, he's, he's evil, Anthony Beauvillier. Yeah, kind of. Like I, I have no insight here. I'm not saying this from a point of like, oh, I heard that this team's offering whatever. Like this is just my feeling. Like I think I think he's the guy who's gonna get a stupid contract. Yeah, especially well, and especially for and and here's the thing, it can be a bad contract, but it's not necessarily gonna be a how do I put it? it it's almost like I think there's room for there to be like a I guess a Pajot-ish feel to his next deal where it's not horrible, but it's, it's not like the, the, the logic of why it's not a bad deal is, is that, well, no, it fits the culture of the team or something like that. You know yeah. I mean? H- halfway through halfway into that contract, people are fans of that team are going to be like, I wish we didn't have this contract, but it's fine. <laughs> like it's going to be fine. one of those. It's fine. We're getting through it. <laughs> yeah. Like we'll, we'll be okay. We'll st- <laughs> but it's like when it's like when you you know a show you're about to play is gonna suck, and you're like, yeah, it's gonna get through it. It's gonna get it. It's whatever. Got to get yeah. through it. North it's Carolina. Just be bad. Or, it's just gonna I don't be know bad. Why yeah. 
somewhere like just just a small town in the, like the Carolinas or something. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I feel like yes, saddest, saddest Virginia. Shows. Uh, yeah, Virginia's pretty good though. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Car- Carolina played some really sad shows there. Uh, Ohio. Uh, oh, Ohio's literally always bad. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> So ne- next, next was uh, De- Debrinkat on the block. Uh, he, I think, I think I, I saw a rumor that he gave like a, a, sh- a short list of teams. I think it was like four teams. Um, I did not know about the four team thing. Uh, I, let me. See. I, I, I don't want to. You're just making I, things up. I saw it. I saw. Oh, uh, here we go. Dallas, Nashville, Panthers, Vegas, and Detroit. Okay. Interesting. I mean that makes sense to me. You got Detroit. Detroit would be a power move, I think. Yeah, I think he. He's what not from he got... Detroit, but he like played there. I want to say, or maybe his parents live there now. Something. Do you think like he was that. a little exposed? Like, uh, what are your thoughts on DeBrincat? Because uh, he's a guy that that I was before I saw that list. I was like, oh, that's a guy that feels like that could be their trigger guy for the the power play. I mean, I think he could be easily. Yeah. I don't think he was exposed at all. He had a good year in Ottawa. That team was like, took a while to gel. I think he had a good second half. Um, and I mean, he was good in Chicago for the last few years when they were horrible. I, I think he's a good player. I don't think he's a guy that you sign to like a crazy contract. Cause again, I mean, he's a five foot seven winger, but like. Interesting. In what Please. way? So I, I guess I'm curious. I'm curious. Do you think that's going to work against him when he when he's a UFA, despite his numbers? Yeah, I do, because he's not like, OK, so I feel like the thing that you always talk about is like, if you're small, you got to be a, a special skater. And like, he's a good skater. He's a very good skater, but he's not like special. He takes a lot of contact. He takes a lot of hits. And I think over time, that's the kind of thing that a GM is going to look at and be like, you know, when this guy's 32, he's probably going to be really banged up, you know? And so it might scare some teams away from giving him a big time contract. Although he's, he's young too. I mean, we, uh, yeah, he's that's, 25. That's, that's why I find it curious. Cause a lot of those guys are getting bags. Like a lot yeah. of guys are, and, and, and it's, it's interesting watching it value that way. And it's some, so I'm, I guess I'm just curious. No, you're extent. you're probably right. Honestly, like he, pro- I'm sure he will get it. But like, I think I would be a little nervous about it if I was a about giving like more than like four years. Uh, yeah, I'd probably go up to like five or six. But at 26 years old, like, am I going to give him a max deal? Which is obviously what he's looking for. Like, especially if they're going to do a sign and trade kind of situation. Like, he's going to be looking for eight. Uh, I don't know. I'd be nervous to give him more than five personally. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Um, Calgary uh, is seemingly uh, blowing it up in the last 20, not even 24 hours, like the last like six hours or whatever it was like from <laughs> yeah. like lunchtime. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like this afternoon. It wasn't this morning. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. Cause it wasn't this morning. Like out of nowhere, the first thing that wasn't the submarine that came into that, <laughs> that I started noticing was like all these like Calgary related tweets. Yeah. So 
so what exactly it's to Foley wants out right Hannafin uh Hannafin has said he's not resigning and Backlund Lin- is Backlund oh I didn't even see that and Backlund and Backlund's been there 15 years yeah so, and, and he's like I'm not I'm I'm done here and That's Lindholm crazy. said that he's like Lindholm hasn't oh. like committed either so no I don't I don't really understand it honestly like it's it's so strange to me. Like I think that team on paper is pretty good as long as they keep it all together, which they obviously are not going to. On paper, they're a good team, and Make, like I'm, I'm, makes me wonder about Mangiapane, man. Is, is is that a guy you think <laughs> they hold on to? Oh, I thought you were uh, insinuating something about him being a, a bad bad guy or something. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, no. I I mean. I, I don't know what you do if you're like shit and they got a first year GM like what does he do he goes into a situation where everyone wants to leave and like not, uh, I don't know man I like I've never been to Calgary I don't know if you've ever been to Calgary it doesn't seem like it's that bad like <laughs> I feel like it could be a lot worse than living in Calgary being no, like, a, a lot a lot uh, of guys I mean okay case in point Michael Backlund has been there for 15 years so yeah. it's not the city of Calgary that's at fault here. It's strictly the team. It's strictly the franchise. Yeah, and, and I don't know what I don't know what it is about them that's making them so unappealing. But like at the same time, Huberto and Kadri just signed gigantic deals to, to be there. So oh, like man. those are guys, and like I, I would think that those guys, whatever the issue is, they were aware of it too. I, I don't know. I, I, I have no real answers for this because it's just it's so bizarre to me. Like, I think I think Hannafin is like secretly one of the best defensemen in the league. And I, I, whatever I, happens Islanders, with him is... Islanders, Islanders, I think, should seriously consider trying to get I I, I mean, a, after a Sorokin extension, which we will be getting into shortly, I, I think the next biggest thing is like an impact, an impact move. Um, and I think, I think Hannafin, because a, a recurring theme here is Adam Pellet gets hurt and the Islanders uh, look like they are playing Bantam hockey. Um, yeah. It's, it, and, and you have to, you, you, you no longer, it's happened enough times now that it shows you, um, if you're going to rely on Adam Pellick that much, you're going to need a guy that is very close to him, that, that, that is pretty much like equal to him that can fill that space. That way, when you, when you fill in something, a call up someone just to take some like spotty minutes here and there, it's like the rest of the stuff is, is fine. You can survive a game or two. Yeah. And I, I like, honestly, I think Hannafin's a better player. So it's interesting. Like personally. So I, I think you defensively, if you, uh, I just think overall, I think he gives you a little more offensively. I think he moves pucks better. Yeah. I think, I mean, you well, know, what is, what is defense? I mean, Hannafin, <laughs> if you had Hannafin, Hannafin, um, Pulak, and then you had Pellick Dobson, that's nice. That's sick. Yeah. Like that's a, that's a legit top four. <laughs> that, that's that, an like... insane. Yeah. And, and, and then you have Romanov who like, like I've, like I've said, before, I think I really like Romanov. I, I think he has room to grow still, but like he's, he definitely has, has 
skills and he definitely uh was starting to show confidence and like and and confidence uh second yeah. half of the season there and and so like him him getting to be that like energy shifting defenseman is like energy shifting number five defenseman is like a perfect role for him i i completely rotate. agree and then the sixth spot is th- that's where you have your strictly offense guy yeah or you i mean I don't know who that guy is. I don't think that guy is in their system right now, unfortunately. No. But well, he, he, they he didn't f- want to get a he didn't want to get a fucking shot. <laughs> a little baby boy, a little dumb baby boy. Uh, I think there's a I think there's a lot more to it than just that, but because clearly he's <laughs> playing in uh the East Coast League and oh, and he's tearing it up there. No, I don't think so. Oh, I, no. I haven't looked. Oh, too bad, <laughs> idiot. But <laughs> no comment. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, what you can comment on Hellebuck contract nine point five is what he's rumored to be asking for. Yep, I think what he deserves think it. I think he's the best defense, or I think he's a top three goalie in the league. I'll say I'll say that because I don't think that it's yeah. like a clear cut that he's the best. But I think if you if you wanted my opinion, I think he's been consistently the best goalie in the it, league for a couple of years now. In my mind, there's a five or six that I like. I like count as like the 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 illuminati and that, that yeah above the entire thing and then everything else is like you know varying like oh pretty good too yeah i guess yeah um, i would agree with that i mean i think hellebook is like the only reason that team made the playoffs this year you know and that to me is <laughs> although at the same time unique, so is and, sorokin <laughs> and he's but i think with 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 hellebook there's there's more of a body of work you know, yes. which helps him. And while, while, you know, everyone's going to be leery about um, big money goalies. When, when you look at like a situation where like Toronto, the one thing they have not had is a goalie that can win them a series. They have not yeah. had that. That, that is literally it. All this talk about culture and this and all this, like all that stuff can be true. I feel like just tactically, at, like you don't have a goalie that can they've they've not had a goalie that can win them a playoff series. Yeah, and I don't even think that necessarily needs to be a big money guy. I think it just needs to be. I mean, Aiden Hill's not a big money guy, right? <laughs> He's not uh, a big money guy, but yeah, for yeah, and and but you get to Aiden Hill can be your guy when the rest of your roster is Vegas. Of course, yeah. I just. So, yeah, no, that's fair. That's very fair. I, so if, I just if, if you're in a place like that, you know, like I, I think I'm curious. I'm curious if you see a thing where he gets he gets the dollar amount but concedes a lot on term, just just by by virtue of maybe you're able to then get a pretty good 33 year old contract if you. Ooh, I don't know. I I think, I mean, especially if he's going to stay in Winnipeg, I think he's going to want to make as much okay. money as humanly possible. I, but I, I, I think he, I think he doesn't want to do Winnipeg anymore. That's probably true too. I don't and, know. And that's, I, yeah. That's just me guessing, but it just feels like there, there's a see, uh, just it, it, it's a, see a change. I mean, I, I think I feel like at the end of the day and I mean, you know, this is well as I do, like these guys, they just want to make the most money. Like, yeah. like seriously, there's there's not really too much more to it, and I think that 
every one of their agents is telling them like, hey, if you have an opportunity to get $10 million for seven years versus for four, like just just don't bet on yourself in that situation. Like you're talking yeah. about like, honestly, I, I think if you're no, talking no, the agree, difference between a couple million, like it's one thing. But when you're talking big contracts like he's going to I mean, he's going to be maybe the highest paid goalie in the league with his next deal. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's just, let's see how much we can get out of here and just, and just do it. Just take it, you know? You know, and all of that makes me think with, with Sorokin, I think Sorokin won't get the same dollar amount just because he doesn't have the body of work. Um, he does have the hype, which, which is very valuable. Hype is like a real thing. Oh, and I'm sure his agent is going in there and being like, if you don't have my client, your team is finishes last. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like that's if if I was going you know into that. The... he's like, you know that, right? You know that, yeah, right? Like, like if, if he wasn't on this team, they'd be the worst team. You know that, right? Yeah. Like if I was if I was going into the uh like the meeting room with Lou, as I don't know who his, his agent is, I could look it up, but I don't know who it I is. I think it's Dan Milstein. Oh, is it? Yeah, I mean, there you go. Like I, I would I would imagine it's Dan Milstein. Um, he represents like ninety percent of the Russians in the league, if not more. But um, I mean, yeah, literally, I would just walk into yeah, his office and be like, "Fire press releases, like whenever there's like a, a signing or something." Yeah, he's awesome. He's so cool. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, I'll go into more later if you want. But <laughs> um, I, yeah, I mean, if I was him, I'd literally walk into his office and be like my client is is your team like you you can do whatever you want around him look look at what he's done and like your your team made it to the playoffs because of my client give me as much money as i want and what's lou gonna say like what what could he say in that situation i mean well the reality is is that is that uh So, <laughs> is that I'm right? <laughs> it, it, it's, that, it's that you're right. You're well. I mean, really, it's that you're you're right. But you understand that for this to work, I can't give you ten, like I can't give you ten million dollars. Like for for this to this team to win, we still would need to build more, and it'd be better for you to not have to like. I don't know. Well, if you want I... to win a cup, if you want to win a cup type blah, shit. Yeah, I mean, I think if I'm Stanley Sorokin, situation. I don't know. I think if I'm Sorokin, I'm basically saying, I don't care. I want to make $10 million a year, and I want to be the highest paid goalie in the NHL because I deserve it. Oh, man, that's like, that sounds, man, this is like wrestling. That's a very wrestling <laughs> feeling. I mean, but again, it's it's true. Like, there's, there's just, there's no loyalty here. Like, and again, you look at some of the guys that, that Milstein represents. They make a lot of money and they don't care. <laughs> you know, and, and honestly, too, I think that's one of those things that we don't talk about. Like, I think that's part of the Russian factor. I feel like we, we, you and I have probably talked about this before, but like these guys don't have any attachment to the NHL. Like, it's cool to win the Stanley Cup. I think they all think about that as like, yeah, great. Like, I'd love to do that. But like, he won a cup in Russia. You know, he won the cup for the biggest team in Russia. Like, it's it's like that's the pinnacle. You know what I mean? Like, he's already done it. And those I think the team, those were the teams when he was a kid that he like that was the, that was the 
the the accomplishment he had in his mind. Yeah, exactly. Like, and yes, like every every Russian player like watches knows about the NHL and watches it and wants to be part of it. Like, mo- almost every one of them. But like, I don't think there's the same attachment to winning the cup with Russian players as there is with like Canadians, right? Or Americans. Interesting. Like, and I could be I could be wrong, but like. That's always the vibe that I've gotten. Interesting. Um, well, y- you know, uh, this is now we, we have finally, Pete, we finally gotten to <laughs> what you wanted to talk about, which is the draft. The NHL entry draft is, uh, when is it? Is it? Uh, it's next week, next Friday, I think. Or is it Wednesday? I think it's Wednesday. Is it Wednesday. Yeah, it used to be. I thought it used to be always be Fridays, but apparently, why is it was, Wednesday? Wednesday's weird, right? Is it really? July 7th. no, July seventh and eighth. So it's Friday, oh. Saturday. So it's in two weeks. All right. Wait, the draft is after? No, no, no. It's June June twenty eighth and June twenty ninth. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> I should, feel like I should know this, but. June twenty eighth, June twenty ninth. Why? Uh, what day is that? Yeah, that's Wednesday. What the? F- I don't know, dude. That's that's. Ugh. Why is it Wednesday? Not good, man. Why but, is it anyway. Wednesday, Thursday? No, I'm I'm actually very annoyed by this, but whatever. Is that going to be annoying for you? Yeah, a little bit from a work standpoint. Yes. Nice. I did not know. I literally didn't know that it was Wednesday. <laughs> I thought it was this was Friday. Yeah. Wow, this cool. Is some, this this pod rocks. I, yes. I thought this was going to be a bad pod. Actually, <laughs> taking on a life of its own. Yeah, it's actually really good. <laughs> oh. So, but you know, uh, Connor Bedard is going to go number one to the Blackhawks, and and you know, for me, does this mean confirm that we this is a godless world? Uh, yes. Yeah, feels feels I, that way. I don't even know if there needs to be more debate or more analysis than just yes. But like, I, I'll say too, like, <laughs> I mean, people. I was getting texts from people around the league and around hockey who were like, "You have to be kidding me!" Like Chicago. After all this, like, really? <laughs> oh man, Gary, like, Gary, Gary, Gary. <laughs> there was there was a lot of unhappy people around hockey in general, but like literally within the NHL, being like, "Oh, I don't know about this one. <laughs> this is this is a really tough look for our league." <sighs> That's. Yeah, I it's gonna it's gonna suck, man. He's gonna be so good, and it's gonna suck. Yeah, it's it's gonna suck so hard. It's gonna make the the shittiest fans like be like, no, I love that this is happening because you hate it. And it's yeah, just like, yeah, that's be that's and that's adults, large chunks of this country that just live that way, owning the libs by Connor, but like rooting for the Chicago Blackhawks for some reason. Because like, because because you thought it was woke when people had had some level of humanity. Yeah. Well, it's, pretty, it's so brutal to think about, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're not you're not wrong at all. That's exactly what it is. This podcast. 
Wow. Oh man. Well, that's um, really dark to think about. Really dark. Well, you know, let's let's move to um, you know, I'm sure this, this <laughs> won't be dark at all. Uh, can you explain the 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 number two pro- the be- the second best prospects uh story name story and situation as I uh, go get my i uh my MacBook charger? <laughs> uh, I'm assuming you're talking about Matthew Mitchkov, um, who is. I mean, I think there's a little bit of debate at this point. I think going into the year, people were like, yeah, Mitchkov is number two for sure. And throughout the year, Adam Fantilli, who was uh, a freshman at Michigan this year, has kind of, for some people, jumped over him in the rankings. Uh, for me, it's still Mitchkov too. Uh, but basically, backstory, he plays for Scott St. Petersburg in Russia. Um, that is a, in Russia which is, you know, there's some, uh, there's a situation at the moment. So he's under contract for at least two more years. He has explicitly expressed interest in coming to the NHL. Like, I think there is no secret that he does want to play in the NHL. It's just a matter of like, when and are things going to be different in two years? (laughs) Are, uh, you know, is he going to be able to in two years? Like, you know, there's a lot of things up in the air. But to me, Michkov is like, like Bedard is special. He's generational. I actually was in a chat, a group chat. I'm in with some other scouts. We were debating if he's the best junior player ever. So like, that's kind of the level that we're talking about as a prospect. But Michkov, I mean, he scored... He had 20 points in like 27 games, I want to say, in in the KHL, which is absurd. Like to score at, you know, that kind of point per game tick in the second best professional hockey league in the entire world is it's (laughs) it's like unheard of. It's unprecedented. Like Ovechkin didn't do anything like that. Kucherov didn't do anything like that. So he's a special prospect like. And I, and I think, uh, you know, I, I could get into the details on what he is as a player if you want, but like, that's the situation. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, the situation is, is, uh, it kind of sucks, but it's like, oh man, this, this guy sounds like such a, a really just, uh, impressive, uh, maybe like maybe a special player. And we don't know because, uh, uh, we're, uh, it, it seems like war could be eminent at times. Um, I mean, it's always <laughs> happening. Uh, we're all the time, 20 years, uh, you go any of those Thursday, um, uh, Thursday I, I don't think so, but I wish I was cause I love yeah. that album. Um, great album, but, rough situation. Uh, yeah. War all the time that, that, that just, it's like, uh, the story, I'm sure he's a special player, you can describe if you were to compare him to a player, because frankly, it's just the, the 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 having to like think about the complexity of 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 that of all of that is is uh, is so rich. But if if, if you were to um, you know compare him to like a player, a, a combination of players, who would you? Yeah. Compare? So I I've kind of said that he's like. So so when Panarin came to the Blackhawks and him and Patrick Kane had that like immediate chemistry and they played off of each other perfectly, to me, Michkov is like the combination of the two of them in a weird way. Like he's super creative with the puck. He's not like 
He's not like super fast. He doesn't have, uh, you know, he's not very big, but he, he's just a genius. Like he's a hockey genius. He's one of those guys that like the puck is on his stick and he's two steps ahead of everybody else. And he makes the right play every time. And he will score. Like, I mean, he scored Michigan goals in the KHL this year. He scores like just crazy, crazy goals at will basically. And, and I mean, he played on, he was on loan at Sochi who were probably the worst team in the league. And I don't know where exactly he finished in scoring, but he was like one of their top scorers playing about a third of the season for the team. Like, and he made, he took them from being the worst team in the league to being respectable in the league. And he was their top line winger, like right winger. I mean, he's, he's, he's a special hockey player. Like he's going to be, you know, he's going to be talked about as like one of the best players of this generation, no matter what ends up happening with him. Um, and yeah, there's, there's a lot of other things. I, I think you're probably aware, like his, his father died mysteriously a few months ago um, was found like at the bottom of a lake Ugh. and uh, nobody really has an explanation for what happened. Um, you know, there's obviously the whole thing, like you need to do military service in Russia unless you get exemptions and they're not Dude, there's giving so exemptions. There's so many things like, going on. There's so many things going on. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's tough. It's tough. And like, that you sucks, know, nobody man. knows that where he's going to go because of it. Like no one knows where, like I've seen, I, there's a little bit of rumbling that San Jose is going to take him for, but again, like, you know, there's a lot of really good players in this draft. And like, are you, are you willing to use a top five pick on a guy who you just don't know? Like at, at minimum, he's going to be two years away before you ever see him. Like he's going to be playing in Russia for two more years at minimum. Mm -hmm. And then you just don't know what happens after that. He could get arrested at the airport trying to leave. Right. Like you just, we just don't know. Part of me thinks uh, from San Jose's perspective, they can afford to wait. They are ass and they're going to be ass for a bit. Uh, I think, I think they can afford to take a flyer. Because if, if if that means if the 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 upside the downside he doesn't become anything but who who knows what any of these guys become. Uh, That's fair. I I mean I think if you know you're getting him afford, in two years, yeah, yes, yeah. Like if if you know for sure he's coming, and you know there's some other things there's some other rumblings going around right now because like he's in the U.S. right now or he's going to be in the U.S. this week. Like he's. I think he's actually in like Saudi Arabia or something at the moment, but he's coming mm -hmm. to Nashville. So obviously like that changes things too. Like if he has interviews with different teams and you know, like we're not, I don't want to, we're not going to start a war over a hockey player probably, but like you never know. Right. Like maybe he, <laughs> maybe uh, who picks two. I don't even remember. Um, whatever. Maybe, maybe one of those teams in the top three or four is like, Hey, you know what? Like, We'll fly your parent or we'll fly your family out right now when you sign for the team after the day yeah. of the draft. Like we'll just we'll just make it happen. And you you just deal with the consequences. I don't know, man. It's 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 nuts that like this is where reality's at. <laughs> like it's yeah, intense. It's, it is pretty it's, nuts. It's brutal. It's it's so brutal what these these kids are having to like juggle. 
Yeah, uh, and I think we're going to get into that a little with the McGillney talk too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think, I mean, so to talk a little bit more about about uh, the draft, do you want to? Um, is your is your uh, is your guide going public? Uh, so yeah, for for a little background, I do I do a draft guide. I started doing it during COVID. Um, that draft mostly is like an exercise for myself, but also just because I was really bored and had nothing to do. So I just started making a draft guide. And now I do it every year. Um, I it's it's gonna be public on it's called i think tsa athletic consulting is the website i don't know if it's behind a paywall so if you're listening and you're interested just find me on twitter and i'll send it to you for free um it's basically a friend of mine has a blog and he puts it up there every year and i'm pretty sure it's behind a paywall but if it's if it is and you're interested just hit me up it's not on the website yet so uh you know <laughs> even if you hear it and you look and you don't see it there just yeah just reach out to me um i don't know is there i guess do you want me to because i know the islanders where do they even pick 30 so, like they pick well, the 40s their first pick right i i guess um a, a general question about the draft while while i look up there i'll look up their draft capital who is a guy that you think uh is going to be a name and who do you think is going to uh, end up approximating uh, better than they get drafted at? You know what I mean? Like who, who do you think is going to over overachieve a lot of like the, I guess late first rounders or, or none of the, of the upper, you know, I think a lot of these top names, top like four names have been thrown around a bit. Yeah. Um, like what's a yeah. name that people generally don't know that you think might end up in like, four years being like a wow what a player yeah I'll, I'll throw a couple out there so um actually bob mckenzie did his final list today wow the bob father yeah and so his list is based on 10 nhl scouts he does like an aggregate um mm-hmm. and he had gabe perot at 10 now gabe perot is he, he had an unbelievable season he plays for the u.s national team development program he had a really, really good year. I think he actually broke the record for scoring this year. He did break the record for scoring this year for that team, which is like unbelievable when you consider the guys who have played there. Um, but there's a lot of like question marks on on Gabe Perot and, and what he is and what he's going to be. He's a really awkward looking skater. He's kind of slow. Uh, he, It's like he's very hunched over. His stride's choppy and weird. He's got like a wiry frame. So he's really raw at this point. He's very underdeveloped. Like he's probably going to take three years in college and a couple more years of like maybe in the American league before he ever sees the NHL. But if he pans out and I mean, again, like, like McKenzie had him at 10 and I think, you know, I think I have him at 26 on my list. Cause I just think there's too many question marks on the physical tools. Like he could be very, very good. Um, uh, I'll do, I'll do two more. Andrew Crystal's a guy that's been like really, um, really hotly debated. I would say he plays for Kelowna in the Western league, put up a ton of points. I think he was second to Connor Bedard for draft eligible players in the WHL, but he's also like very small 
and he disappears a lot of nights. Like, like there's games where you watch him play and you don't even notice him. And then there's games where you watch him play and he scores five points and he's like the best player on the ice by a mile. And that Kelowna team is terrible to be kind to them. Um, other guy, I maybe I'll, I'll throw out uh, Daniil Boot. He's another Russian, so you know we'll see what happens with him. He's six five winger, uh, kind of has a little bit. I I would compare him maybe to like a Tage Thompson, where like he's a little awkward to look at because he's a six five seventeen year old, but he played in the KHL this year. He played fifteen games in the KHL, like. He's a pure goal scorer. He's got really good hands. Very, very skilled. Um, he's always been big. Like, he's always been just bigger than his peers and stronger than them. So, you know, a little bit of, like, maybe adjustment to figuring out how to play against men. Um, but I think he's, I think he's like, an interesting one who could go anywhere towards the end of the first and, and be good. Um, I mean, I could throw out some, like, some deep, deeper cuts too if you want but well, those are I like mean, that, those are my day in, one guys that, yeah that, that ties into so the islanders this year they have uh uh second round second round uh and four through six yeah <laughs> no first no third and then next year the uh, they next year they don't have a third <laughs> it's not great this this is a year to have a first round pick. I'll say that. There's a lot of good players in the first round, and I we have Bo Horvat, and and that's what's happening. Okay, that's it. that's what's happening. That's what's happening. Yeah. I I don't know. This this to me was a year not to trade your first rounder, but you know it is what it's it happening. is. Um, second round guys. I mean, you know, I think there's a lot of debate. I think. So I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a Homer one. I used to work for Guelph in the OHL. Cam Allen, right shot defenseman, played for us in Guelph. Um, he was the OHL rookie of the year last year as a 16-year-old. He was very, very good. Um, and he came into the year with a lot of hype around him. A lot of people talking about him as the best defenseman in this draft class. And he, the team got off to like a, a, such a bad start. <laughs> like uh, We were... We were really bad. <laughs> like, I don't even know how else to put it. Um, there was uh, issues like coach ended up stepping down. He was sick um, or had like a health issue and he stepped down and, and the team just did not gel. Allen was one of the worst players on the team to start the year. Second half of the year, I feel like he picked it up and talking to some guys around the team, like just trying to figure out like what's going on here. Like this was a guy who some people had as a top five guy and he's like, you know, probably not going to be a first round pick anymore. Um, they feel like he kind of let it get to his head a little bit and, and put a lot of pressure on himself and wanted to be like the guy. And early on it, you know, when things were going really poorly and he tried to take that step, it like just, it just backfired on him basically. So I think he's a guy who has like a lot of potential to be a very good defenseman in the NHL. And I think he's a guy who's going to slip out of the first round. Who's probably will be available around there at like 49. Um, I would hope, you know, I, I think he's definitely an interesting pick in that spot. Uh, the other one who I have here is a guy who's, I think he'll probably be gone, but uh, Oscar Fisker Moldard, he's 
Danish forward plays in the Swedish league uh, for HV 71. Um, he's a guy that like a lot of like on McKenzie's list, he's got him at 51. A lot of these independent lists kind of have them in that like 40 to 50 range. Um, so again, Islanders picking at 49. I don't know, but I actually think he might go a little higher than that. Even I think he's a slam dunk. If they get him, he's like super offensive guy, very, very confident, really creative with the puck. Good skater. Um, we'll see. I, he, he could go anywhere and it wouldn't sh- shock me. Like I've kind of heard some rumbling that he's going to end up being a first round pick, even though the independent guys don't really see it. Um, but I like if he's there in the mid forties, like where he's projected by like McKenzie and Craig Button and those guys, like slam dunk pick for me. When you said the independent guys, who are you referring to? Uh, like, like the draft guides that you read online. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, okay. And again, like Bob McKenzie, TSN, like those kind of. Oh, like the branded, like the branded, like uh, yes, journal. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, yeah. Actually, let me throw you one more for a late guy because I mentioned it earlier. Uh, Michael Hagens is another like late pick to take a look at. He's a kid. He's from Long Island. Islanders fan. Most important thing, obviously, right? Obviously. Um, he is a. I, he, he, I I have him at a hundred on EA Sports already. I don't. Yeah. I, I, I'm assuming how it's spelled. I'm creating his profile. Max yeah. The stats out. <laughs> Put all the stats in there. He's from Hopog. Like. 100, 100, he's uh 100, 100, 100, 100. yeah all 100s across the board um so he plays for the chicago steel he's committed to harvard right now he'll, he'll go in i'm pretty sure he's going in this year but he might be next year um but he's a kid who like his peewee team was always like one of the top in the country and they were people were calling me like you gotta go watch this hagan's kid in with the Royals, Long Island Royals back in the day. So I've been watching him play since he's like 11 years old, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and for more context, he has a younger brother who played on the same team. He's going to be in the 2025 draft. He might be number one overall. Like he's that level. Wow. Nice. Um, so you'll get a couple Island, Long Island guys in that situation. But hey, but this Michael Hagens is a defenseman who recently converted. He converted from a forward at 16. And he was always good. Like he was always a pretty good player. He played a team for a team, Mount St. Charles, which like if you're, you know, Shattuck, St. Mary's like Mount St. Charles is kind of like the East coast version of that. They're in Rhode Island. Um, So he played there. He was good, but he wasn't like anything special, I would say. And then he converted to D halfway through his 16 year old year. And like everything kind of changed. Like it it was like a, a switch flip for him. I remember being at one of his games that year. And sitting with, I might have even been sitting with his dad and being like, Michael's a different player. <laughs> like, like <laughs> something happened here. Like, you, like you figured it out. Like, I don't know whose decision this was to make him a defenseman, but like, he's got it. He's super, super smart. You know, he's like six foot, six one. I think he's, I think he's probably six foot. Um, really smart, really good skater. Like, he still has those, you know, forward like instincts to him a little bit, but he always played center. So he, kind of like a 200 foot guy hmm. but as a left shot defenseman right so he's Mark he's one to keep an eye on he, i think he'll i think he'll be picked probably like four through six fourth round through sixth round and uh, Mar- mark strite was a was a great defenseman and was a scoring forward 
Absolutely. My favorite player of all time, Sergei Fedorov, played defense. Sometimes. Those are are always like, those are special players. I mean, obviously, varying Mm -hmm. levels. Like, Fedorov is is an all-timer. But, like, Mark Streit is a very uniquely talented guy for that reason. Because not many guys do that. It's really tough. It's really tough to make that that transition. Dustin Bufflin, and, Dustin Bufflin, like all yep. these guys are guys where like you say the names and you're like you you vividly remember periods of them just being very very uh, you know influential Brent players. Burns, yeah, Brent see, Burns started as a forward. You know, yeah, see, yeah, no, I he's he's an interesting one. He's he's one I'm really excited about. I think because again, like he's only played defense for a year and a half two years so that's, a, that's like, got to be a late that, that's got to be an obscenely late late change of that magnitude yeah i mean you hear about it but for sure like going into your going into junior hockey and having only played defense for a couple of months like and and he played really well like that chicago team was loaded but he was he was very very good and i think people see that like he's he's growing into the position it's his first year really playing d full-time like I think there's a lot of excitement around him. Interesting. All right. That's cool. Um, I think, I guess. Oh, and do you, do you think the Islanders should explore any, the guys that, that always come up as guys that the Islanders have that they could trade that are a little older, but do enough things or you do enough unique things that maybe people would be willing to trade a bubble team would be willing to trade for Paggio or Palmieri to get draft picks? Uh, I mean, if you can get a first rounder, maybe. I don't think I'd consider it if it's not a first this year, mm-hmm. personally. Like, this is a good draft. I think this is like a very good draft, but I feel like this is the kind of draft where you're going to see a top... 35 or so and then it's gonna fall off a cliff a little bit and then you're really swinging for the fences on some guys um you know again even like uh, like Hagen's is the guy that i mentioned and there's some other kind of like middle of the Maybe. road guys that i think are interesting but like you don't know what those guys are gonna be yeah Hmm. So I would say no, personally. Yeah, yeah. Unless, again, unless you can get into the first round with one of those guys, and I don't know if you can, but both are both are solid players that do things that that the Islanders do get value out of. So, like, you can't just haphazardly trade them. Um, well, I, so, and also we we kind of bypass the idea that if the Islanders don't extend Sorokin, they might as well blow it up. Is <laughs> right? That's the that's. That's, that's um, what, like hinges this whole thing. Yeah, I I don't see what you do otherwise. Right, like, like we go. Oh, okay. Well, this isn't gonna work. Like, you might as well fold, honestly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah, at that point, you're Arizona. Like, uh, or or you don't want to end up Arizona, so you like make make most. Uh, I, it, I don't like thinking about it, but. And I and I think I think they will extend him. Uh, I'm just really bracing myself for what it'll be. Um, oh, that's really, really like startling to even think about. But that 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 might be a situation. <laughs> I think it, I think so. Yeah. 
Well, for we, me, I for mean, me, I, for me, I say no situation. Yeah, don't worry, be happy. Are are you? Do you think there's a situation? I do personally, but you think this is what? What? What's the situation? <laughs> what do you mean? What's the situation? I just laid it out really, really plainly. I I think it all falls on if you can sign Sorokin and what the number is, and also like getting some of these getting some of these contracts off your books sooner rather than later and, oh. and committing to one thing, like, like figuring out what you are as a team. Right. I think that's, I think that's another part of it too. Like, uh, you know, I feel like the Islanders are just in a state of like, they exist, but they're not, they're not rebuilding, but they're also not getting any better. Oh man. And like, Surely that's <laughs> not having any devastating effects uh, on mental health observable in the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I would imagine it is because it's having a lot of effects on our uh, on you as a person. Me, and I'm fine. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all are, man. It's going good. It's going really good. <laughs> I think they'll be fine. They'll be they'll be all right. There's no situation actually. <laughs> see, see, and now you're talking my language. There's no, there's no Sorokin situation. Um, no. Unless, um, unless you have a, there's no Sorokin situation unless there's a no Sorokin situation. You know what I'm saying? You see what yeah. I did there? Yeah. Wow. I, do. I, dang, I, dang, I dangled it. Oh, man. I did wow. the inside outside. It seemed like I was going around wide. Cut in. Go <laughs> back in. in. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I, I it's think. pretty good. You got sometimes you gotta, you know. Smiling through the pain, kind of <laughs> just just accepting fate and oh, everything's man. everything's good. This episode is nuts, man. This is, <laughs> true. This is probably it's your true. best one. I've only listened <laughs> to like two, but this is probably the best one. <laughs> the idea of of you're in a group chat that that really kind of just becomes a, a podcast. You you actually don't listen. It's it's funny. I don't listen it's to so it. Good. I'm not on it. <laughs> this is the first time I've been on it. This right? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Pretty sure. But I'm just well, in the group chat for some reason. Well, what is very sure is uh, the <laughs> Hall of Fame uh, in Japanese. Yeah. Uh, Pierre Turgeon, the might of princes, uh, Long Island pride. There is really uh, like that one. Is uh, snipe that one? Really, really, uh, Turgeon ninety three. That one. Well, ninety two because ninety three is when he got his. Oh wait, yeah, ninety three. He had the crazy season and then had the uh, shoulder cheap shot situation. Yeah, that was a um, situation. But you know, and and. I'm glad that I'm glad anytime any of these guys, whenever like it's anytime a guy makes the Hall of Fame, I don't I don't feel the need to shit talk it. I don't know. It just doesn't feel doesn't feel at least like right on the day. Like it's not um I don't know. I, I find it a little makes me feel type of way. But yeah, what also makes me feel type of way is uh Alex McGilney not not being uh oh. in the Hall of Fame and, and those uh 
those are you know insider reports of of sentiments of uh it's just easier to not um induct a russian player right now yeah so one of the things that i read today was that it was less that he's russian and more that they were like well he's not going to show up to the induction which like okay <laughs> who cares man like <laughs> I, I don't know. That seems, that seems like a really convenient, a convenient. Uh... Yeah. And, and I'll be, I'll be totally honest with you. Like Alex McGillney is a player that like, you know, I'm a little bit younger than you, not that much younger than you, but like Three I didn't, yeah, I didn't watch the NHL as a whole until I was like older, you know? So like I, I watched Alex McGillney play. I remember watching him play against the Islanders and Rangers and, I guess, you know, when he was on the Devils, but like, like in my brain, I don't think of him as like, oh, wow, he was amazing. You know, I just remember, you know, he was pretty good, but he was also old when I watched him a lot, you know? So I don't have like those, those strong feelings about like, oh, he has to be in, but enough people that I believe and trust are like, he has to be in that to me, the fact that you keep him out because he is Russian is absurd. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like there's a the Hall of Fame is is the Hall of Borderline cases, and 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 the yeah. idea of like a guy being a borderline case that doesn't get through, and you let that be one of the deciding factors makes me feel not at all good with like just the the selective the selective pol like I mean. Think about this in consultation with with uh, with uh, or, or I guess in 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 such proximity to the NHL now backpedaling on on all um, you know warm up jerseys like this this just cultural uh, it 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 speaks to just a very I think a troubling. Uh, political like political headspace <laughs> of the demographic and, and and worldview of the people that that run this sport or that are catered to um, yeah for it yeah and i mean again like if if it comes out that the reason they are not putting him in the hall of fame is because he's russian it's like all right at, at the same time he also is the first defector from the soviet union like he escaped the country <laughs> at a time when no one else was doing it right he was the first i i think i think there were other from like the soviet bloc but he was the first one who like played for the red army team and was part of that group and then was like i'm gonna leave and go to america and like there's like crazy stories about him leaving you know it was it was yeah, yeah, a like huge it, deal it, it was a huge yeah it, he he risked his life didn't he to yeah to- I know there's a story about him like getting shot at, you know, <laughs> like as he's trying to flee the country, essentially. Uh, I, I don't even know how true all of that is, but I'm, I'm just saying things. Uh, but I mean, again, like he was the one he was the one who like opened that door for other Soviet players to even consider it. And, you know, eventually a lot of them did come over. I think I don't know who the next one was. I don't even want to say it because I'm going to get it wrong. Um in my head, it's Fatisov, but I could be wrong. Uh, but again, like he, I'm pretty sure he was the first one who, again, like played for the Soviet Union, 
and like played in the Red Army and then came over. So, I mean, that alone is, should be enough. Like that alone should get you in the Hall of Fame, being that guy. Yeah. It's it just it's it's so fucking it's so annoying because and now now this it, it was already like a loaded thing for him like him not being in the hall has become has taken on a life of its own which then i think gets to now unfairly take on so much of the analysis of the player yeah that his legacy is now the fight to get into the hall of fame like that's not a that feels like a shitty thing to do to a player i agree i mean yeah i think that yeah i don't know <laughs> I really don't. I, I think, yeah, you're kind of tarnishing his legacy in a way by just like associating him with that rather with tension, than with this tension yeah. of legacy. Like you can't, it's hard to appreciate him as a player when the ten like there's a tension around viewing his legacy as anything. Yeah. Yeah. When again, like at minimum, he's, he certainly probably deserves to be hit. Like, Again, I, I don't have those same strong feelings about him as a player, but I know enough people do. And you look at the numbers and they probably back it up considering some of the other guys who've gotten in recently. I, I don't know. It, it makes no sense to me. I, I hope I hope there's a reason beyond just he was Russian. <laughs> I fear that there probably yeah. isn't. Yeah, it, that's it. just selective uh, political association. Um, I mean, especially when like we're celebrating guilt by association. Yeah. And especially like we celebrate other Russian players in the NHL, like Ovechkin plays here now. Like what's, you know, and the league is making a big deal out of his, his chase for his his chase for like the biggest record in the history of the sport. Every single thing, everything in in the NHL that happens leads back into it, just shooting itself in the foot and, 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 and not being able to have any sort of coherent, um, like thought process or culture. They want to have it both ways all the time. Like, yeah. I, and honestly, I actually, I, this, this could be a whole podcast, but I think hockey people in general, just like they talk out of both sides of their mouth. They want to do, they want to have things both ways, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a whole, it's a whole issue. Well, um, I think, I think, and I well, the only thing that was left on here was just, uh, I guess, touching on the NHL backtracking uh, on on oh. uh, all warm up jerseys. Uh, clearly, uh, in cowardice and uh, and kowtowing to the fucking uh, homophobia revivalists. Well, I mean, revival implies that it ever went away, but the, the I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, Whatever the hell uh, bigotry fever that people are going through right now is is, is uh, pretty insane. Um, yeah, it feels like it got better and now it's getting worse again. You're, you're right. Significantly. I don't know if that's. I, I think that might just be a uh, social media thing, though. But I don't know. I know it doesn't feel great right now. Know that much. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I do not enjoy the way the that uh, just at uh, is throat, living in a in a chokehold with with the world at all times. It's just awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's a good. 
Um, I think that's a good transition to the end. Yeah, of the podcast? Yeah, of the show as a whole. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's just, it's it's crazy. (laughs) I mean, it's, what's fascinating is that, like, it seems like the NHL has has said, or it's been, but it's all, like, the warm-up, there's no, there's going to be no warm-up jerseys, which implies that you're not going to have the military nights anymore. So if, like, the homophobes boycotted their way into no longer getting to like have the camouflage jerseys like wow what a what a self-pwn yeah i mean is this maybe a net positive in some way i mean here's the thing (laughs) if 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 the nhl is going to be this fake like like the nhl's lack of value i i don't i don't how much am I supposed to respect the NHL? Like legitimately, you know what I mean? Like as, as an institution, as any sort of yeah. value system, like anything that they, that any value they project, how am I supposed to take it seriously? Legitimately. Yeah, I mean, you're, it, you're it's not. hard to <laughs> like, like, like they still haven't done anything for uh, the HDA. I, they, they don't have a relationship anymore. I don't think. No, I don't think so. Also, just just for clarity, I looked it up because I wasn't sure. Uh, mm-hmm. They are still doing military appreciation and okay. hockey fights cancer. <laughs> oh, but okay. I guess everything else is gone. So all the all the um, heritage nights are gone. All pride nights are gone. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely a, really. That's a great. That's really a good smart. signal. That's a good signal. That doesn't send a chill. Then you're spine as to what fucking absolute fucking maniacs are being catered to by this fucking institution it's crazy. yeah just a real ghoulish situation there yeah it's it's yeah it's cool it's really the ghoul era honestly <sighs> well you know i don't know <laughs> I, I got nothing i really don't i well, think it's i think it's like pathetic but you know but you know what's not pathetic? The New York Islanders, baby. Next yep. year's Stanley Cup champs. You heard it first. We both said it. We both agree. <laughs> we both agree uh, on this podcast that we both were on. That was said. We don't have to get into who said it. We both know we both meant it. Um, Pete, where can people find you if you want them to find you on the internet? Uh, you don't have to find me. I'm, I don't really tweet anything interesting, but I'm Judge 9 on Twitter. I think that's the only social media I have public. I'm not like a I'm not like a fun scout to follow because I don't I like work in the like for a team. <laughs> so I'm not tweeting about like players. I, I don't care. I don't want you to know. You're not like, you're, you're not tweeting, uh, oh my god, guys, you can't believe <laughs> what I just heard. No, I I don't want anyone to know what I'm doing. Or who I'm eyeballs, watching. Eyeballs, 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 eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe it's something cryptic here or there, but not a very exciting follow. But uh, but uh, like I, I mentioned earlier, if you want my draft guide and it's not on the website that I uh, said, then just hit me up. Like, send me a DM. I'll send it to you. <sighs> well, this has been... Uh absolute insane podcast it's been it's been over two <laughs> hours it's this is awesome this is, 
We're coming towards an end, folks. Just so you know, we, we're going to be taking a break for the summer. We're going to do a bye-bye a, a Bailey special episode whenever it happens. Uh, and then, but we're, we're going to be doing an episode probably a week or so uh, after free agency hat like begins and you know you can kind of have a viewpoint a vantage point of what rosters are uh predicted to look like you know and we'll leave you there so we're coming towards the end we're giving you too much we're giving you too much oh and i wanted to say shout out to to uh bud lightlyman and oleg kavasha for coming through to the dc show the dc show that career day played this past weekend Y'all were great. It was great seeing um, John's uh, uh, insane um, catalog he's made of uh, photoshops of Josh Bailey uh, in every single uh, player, um, every other team's jersey. Uh, he, yeah, he, that's one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. It was it was unreal. <laughs> it took him three days. It took him three days. That guy's cool. It rocks. He 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 looked up every number twelve of every other jersey actively worn, and then like did a legitimate photoshopping of Josh Bailey on that player. Left-handed number twelves, by the way. He made the point of making sure the handedness was correct in all of them. Um, Why? I just, I mean, maybe to prepare, maybe to mentally prepare. And let me tell you, I do, I do feel at least I've seen it now. At least I've, I've, I've had a, an actual tangible visualization of it. It makes it easier. I think uh, mm. I th you've seen him in every Jersey. So no matter where he goes, it won't be jarring for you. It won't be as jarring. I, I mean, it'll still be jarring on, on some levels, but it'll soften the blow a bit like a uh, bulletproof vest. You shoot him. Um, you know, uh, it it doesn't hit, but it still hurts. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. And you know what? I'm not gonna I'm gonna say something. And I was like, you know what? Let's not. Nah. Let's let's do it. No. 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 <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna. It was definitely a felony. <laughs> it was definitely gonna be a felony. Honestly, like it was it was gonna oh, be borderline yeah. felonious. Uh, so uh, anyway. Um, if you want, you know, uh, we'll talk about it, uh, at, at, uh, Heineken Terrace, uh, next season guys. Um, but, uh, this has been fun, Pete. Uh, this has truly been insane. Um, I will send you this, but, uh, this has been through the Island podcast. Uh, the, the Jesse Yoen Sue, and then it probably closes with, uh, Soldier Boy again. You don't want to get, you're going to get sued? Yeah. We'll see the clock has started.